Let me ask you, what color is are the Sentinels' heads? Purple. Uh, in my mind, they're purple and gray. Yeah, so in my mind, they're purple and gray also. But then I did some Googling. They're mostly not. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> are they black? No, they're red and pink. Oh, like the, like the biceps and thighs? Yeah, I guess so. Because um, they're, they're only two colors. They're like magenta and purple. Yeah, so there are there so there are there are many different iterations of them, right? That's true. Some are some are purple and gray. Some are purple and pink. Some are red and pink. Some like there's some are like uh, purple and flesh colored. I think you could probably paint it whatever two colors you'd like, and it would be just fine. Well, sure, but what I'm saying is that like it just blew my mind because like it's like one of those things where like I would have bet a paycheck that they were purple and gray. And then when I went through and looked at most of the pictures, not. What do you mean gray? I've, I've always thought they were flesh-colored right in the face. Yeah. So I, I, in, in my mind, they were gray in the face. And sometimes they really? are. Yeah. And sometimes they are. Huh. Uh, but you are right that most oftentimes they are not. They vary from flesh-colored to pink. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. And I like, uh, what, what's his face? Uh, Nimrod is pink in the face, right? He's white and pink in the face. <laughs> well, that's pretty broad strokes there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, fucking Nimrod. <laughs> you know, my dad My dad used to call people Nimrods. I'll yeah. Ne- I'll never forget. Um, we were driving somewhere, and there was like a guy in front of us uh, driving, obviously, and he had a Qu- like a Quebec license plate. Quebec. And, and he and he wasn't driving uh, up to my father's standards, and I remember my father saying, "Get out of the way, you Quebecian Nimrod." <laughs> that's a that's a very specific sitcom worthy diss. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty confused when like I saw Nimrod for the first time because I know the as the word is like an idiot, right? Right. But then yeah, it's like this uh, yeah. scary robot that's like you know. Super powerful. And I was like, why is this thing a Nimrod? Well, I was confused that they were calling him Nimrod and being super scared of him. And then he shows up and he just looks like an asshole. <laughs> he looks like an asshole. <laughs> the name of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> they probably called him Nimrod because the way he looks. <laughs> he looks like, it's a like the, the least threatening looking villain of all time. I'd fight, I'd fight Nimrod before I fought f- fucking Arcane. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Arcane is just Saw. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. I guess what is Mojo? Mojo is kind of in that pocket, also a bit, not the same way. But I agree that you were right. I love his seasoning. <laughs> yeah, or Mojo. Did I say Mojo? I'm thinking about the fucking furniture. No, you didn't. But it all. <laughs> IKEA. Listen, IKEA. And I love that IKEA piece too. Yeah. I like to put the Mojo seasoning on the Mojo shelf. <laughs> I'm going to IKEA withdrawals. Most jokes are great under the detox. That's right. <laughs> if they fit too. They fit too. Uh boy. Um, but yeah, so I, that that blew my mind this week. Uh, Joe, we'll go opposite of as we did last week. Joe, how was your Rona romp? My Rona romp is fine. They cut in work hours finally uh, at the hospital job. At one of my hospital jobs, they are do- opening six hours, so they're doing a ten to four. So I'm doing. I'm going to do two days there, and then my weekend, and then that's it. Three days off, and then two six-hour days. Feel great. Does it? Uh, does are your pockets good? Yeah. Okay. Like I'm actually like, cause I'm. I've been trying to like actually starting to get min hours like last week, like just one ten-hour day, and then the weekend. 
So now I'm actually getting two more hours than and and then I you know need it. Right. So no, it's great. Okay, good. And uh, so PSA of, yeah, PSA I was going to say what's your um, DSA DSA. My DSA is so I see people wearing masks. It's great, right? Mm-hmm. But I I also see them taking them on, putting them off. You know, which is not the best because you know you're not protected when you're taking on, putting on, taking off. Right. The problem is like they're doing it often and they're just touching the face every time. Mm-hmm. So like you're not supposed to touch your face, but then they keep like reaching for the face for, for the mask and like just touching the nose and mouth area exactly where you're not supposed to be touching. So. So I have a be aware of that. I have a DSA about that as well. Whatever you have on your fingers, you've now just introduced to your mask. Yes. So that's something you want to avoid as well. Once you have the mask on, you want to treat the mask as if it is your face. Yes. And at least try to touch the outside, not the inside of the mask. Oh, for sure. I see people put their fingers on the inside of the mask, which <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> so I have a DSA as well. Uh, we are supposed to be social distancing, right? And and the president, I think they just pushed it, or maybe it was Hogan. I can't keep track of who's fucking giving me orders these days, but they pushed it from six feet to 13 feet, right? Yeah, I mean, I always thought six feet was like. I mean, I guess it's min distance if it's too low. Yeah. You're definitely breathing someone's air in six feet. And that's you know, it's 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 fine. And I think a fucking sneeze goes like twenty six feet or fucking twenty thousand yeah. leagues under the sea. I can't keep track of it. So <laughs> sneeze just goes on forever. If somebody sneezes yeah. in Taiwan, you're fucked. Everybody's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's out of control. Reason we can't really keep more than six feet away from people, like in general. Right. Like, the so, world is not set up that way. I have found that people are generally like in the neighborhood and stuff, right? Like people are generally being compliant with this. But the DSA says, from for me, uh, is that it also applies to children. Children are not immune to it or being carriers. And if I yell at my child to come away from your child, it's not personal and it's not an <laughs> attack on you. It's just that I am trying to maintain the social distancing the best I can, but telling yeah, a three-year-old that's overly social and wants to be friends with everybody to back away does seem a little aggressive. <laughs> Did you get a weird look? Oh, yeah. But she, you know, she just runs up to everybody. What's your name? <laughs> um. I'm trying to think if I had any others. They might come to me as a, a yeah. That, that that is the thing, though. I've, I have seen people like people with children running around the store, and like they're following protocols. I'm like, but like it, again, it's pointless when it's just you and you're not controlling your people it's to be following protocol too. Because it's not like it's not like they like it's not like they're immune. They're, yeah, they're part of it. I'm anxious to see. I'm anxious to see. Uh, Maryland's numbers today because I think our they they changed our peak to today. Um, mm-hmm. but our, our numbers have been going down consistently the last couple days. Um, good. yeah, which is good. You know, um, Chris, how was your Rona romp? And then we'll, we'll bring up the one Rona romp discussion directly related to Maryland, uh, before we move on to nerd weeks. Um, I still seeing people saying it's a hoax or saying it's like not real. Yeah. People, I, I saw someone post a video online about some, you know, some motherfucker on YouTube is, is, Sounding scientific and saying it's, a, it's, it's fake. I'm like, come on! Like, I personally know people who have died, or that Bill Gates oh, made it. Have had it, you know. I'm getting tired of the Bill Gates making it shit. Like, I'm like, I'm like, come on, come just come the fuck <laughs> on. This is hilarious, though. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking insane. The the one. Have you seen the one where it's like, uh, or the 5G, the ET one? 
Did I Mm-mm. did I share that? So it's like it says five G and it has like E. T. touching a person, like the two fingers, and then the next panel is E. T. like all sick, you know, from <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, it's good. Um go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. How was your run around? Um, I mean, uh, let's see. I went the only time I left the house was I had to go to Home Depot to get some foam um and a couple other things. And you know, the mask thing is I'd say that 80% of people had on a had a let me let me back up. 80% of the people had a mask um near their face <laughs> <laughs> upon, upon their person. Upon their person. This goes for um staff. I, I'd say that all the employees at Home Depot had some sort of face covering uh covering at least part of their face which may or may not have included <laughs> Um, there, there was a man with a beautifully bushy mustache who had, I guess, decided the mustache was filtering his nostrils, so he just had it over his mouth. Yeah, man. Um, I've seen that you know, and, and it's everything from the homemade t-shirt masks to people wearing like proper, um, you know, proper um, respiratory kind of equipment. But uh, you know, pretty, uh, pretty busy. I mean, it was a, did I end up going on a Saturday? I think I did. I went end up going on a Saturday morning, probably the worst day to go, to be honest, but they had stopped. So the last time I went, they were doing the, the door count. So they had it lines every six feet outside and we're only letting a certain amount of people. And now it's a free for all. I mean, you just walk in. They just gave up. But I mean, the, also, the, I think if you said, look at the, our area, I feel like it's more lax. Like when I went to Food Line here, it's definitely more lax than when I was down, you know, to, closer to DC and in, in stores. Hmm. How so? Like, I mean, like, like, uh, in my, the shopping center I work at, one of the shopping centers I work at, like, people were getting kicked out. People were trying to cover their face with a shirt and stuff. They were being, you know, like, no, you can't come in or we're not serving you even if you're in here. So you might as well get the fuck out. But at like a food line, there was definitely people without master. Like, and we're currently ordered to half mask to Correct. be in. We are ordered now. Yeah, so like I went to pick up milk, and there was definitely people. But it's not. It, it's ordered. But I mean, like my wife went to uh, the grocery, and there was one guy being loud. She said he's in there a lot, being loud and obnoxious. Nothing has changed, and he's still wearing a mask. I guess he hangs out like the Starbucks there. Um, and she said something to, to one of the cashiers, like, what happens if somebody's not wearing a mask? And she says, we're not going to tell them not to, you know, we can't tell them anything. Right. Like, I guess they could call the cops if they wanted to, and they could come in and just, you know, politely say, hey. Like, I mean, we were watching live PD this weekend, which is going on <laughs> unbelievably. And they were, you know, they were saying, look, our jobs have changed a lot. And part of their job was they were standing out in front of Walmart handing out masks to people who weren't wearing them. Yes. I mean, to serve and protect, bro. That means yeah. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, I um, I I'd rather them be help, actively helping people than you know giving tickets. I mean, but other than that, I mean, I I didn't leave the house. I don't guess. Um, yeah. I can't remember leaving the house. Yeah, I, I um, I've been mostly inside. I, I've actually been off work for a bit, so like, because she had a cough. Because I had a cough, uh, which my, my symptoms have subsided. Uh, no fever, no chills, no aches, none of that stuff. But I did. I did. Chills, Bobby. But I did have a dry cough for like uh, consistently for like four or five days. But <clears throat> you know, it's also the, the pollen count's been higher. You know, and since we're not, we, since we don't have access to tests, you know, I couldn't just be tested and go back to work, which would have been my preference. Yeah. Um. But the uh, the the thing is that I, I what's interesting or weird to me. Is like so. I've been I've been more sheltered, right? My wife has been at work, so she's been more exposed. 
So like in order to go out and get an essential or whatever, it's I've had to like send my wife and like wait at home for her to like return safely, you know, and I tell you, I'm very uncomfortable with that. Um, I don't like that, that concept at all, but, uh, you know, it's just, you know, and that'll flip flop, you know, as soon as I, I go back to work, uh, Sunday and then, you know, those rules will flip flop again, which I'll be more comfortable with, you know, but it is, a. I mean, I mean, imagine it's not the worst being home now anyway, since I'm sure like it's extra dirty and mopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, extra biohazards. Yeah, because I like it, you know, the, the the floors aren't being walked on as much, but the people that are walking on them are you know who knows where they're walking. You know, right? <clears throat> so yeah, it's yeah, been, it's been rough. You know, I uh, all my fellow moppers out there, uh, <laughs> my thoughts are with you. I, 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 um, I mean that. I got sent an article, and I was going to share it, but in the back of my mind, and in this. Uh, this is this is messed up, but I in the back of my head I'm like, how many people are gonna just come at me that this is bullshit and I've never heard of this website and that kind of stuff? So I didn't. But you know, we have a friend who works in the New York City hospital yes, we system. Do. Yes, we do. Bless. I mean, and I thank him every time I talk to him for what he what he does. Um, uh, and you know, he lost someone someone very close to him that he's worked with for years in the meta a a, a physician another in the, in the field. Yeah. yeah, contracted this, but he sent us an article about somebody. It, it was the story was it was a gentleman who he and his husband owned a framing company in New York, like like a picture framing company, and obviously you know they're closed, so they're just looking for side jobs. And he got a job as a, a morgue truck worker, hmm. the freezer truck worker, seventy five dollars an hour. They Ooh. pay you up front the first day, assuming you're not going to come back. Wow, um, but. I mean that was that's a hard read. It's a very hard read, but it is. I, I could only imagine, man. I mean, it's and, and it's. It was kind of. You don't think about that. Though. You don't think about. There's somebody physically doing this. Yep. There's somebody dealing with. You know, like you hear, oh, there's 17 bodies found in a, a, a four body morgue in New Jersey at a, a nursing home. Well, somebody's got to deal with all. And and listen, I know people that you know. For their job, they they deal with that stuff, but they're having to bring an extra. I mean, the, the the four people that work at a mortuary aren't dealing with all this. It's probably forty people. I don't know. It's going to be a lot of counseling uh, for. I mean, for the foreseeable future. I'll tell yeah. you, I like with the um, uh, like I have had due to a number of circumstances some interactions with. Uh, probably infected people. <clears throat> you know, it's not like you can test them. You know what I mean? Um, yep, yeah. Uh, and I, hmm. So I'm not one to like shy away from conversation. It's not really my bag. Yeah. But I don't really want to talk about it. Like uh, I've noticed, you know, like in my head, I, I think there's part of me that wants to talk about it. But I'm not talking about it, you know. And I think in my head, I, I've like, I've like made a deal with myself. Um, I do feel like I have a number of like conflict, like not conflicting, but different personalities. <laughs> and, I, I, and, I, and I'm okay. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. But I, I am inside my head. You're working on you, right? <clears throat> I'm working on me. And I feel like, like one of them is like, look, you can talk about this shit till the cows come home after it's over. But right now, we just want to focus on the good stuff. Deal. And the guy's like, deal. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
I, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about what's going on in Maryland right now? <clears throat> since, we're, since, since we're now the Political Rage Podcast, what do you guys think about what's going on in Maryland right now in Annapolis? Um, I think that... The protesting? Is that what you're getting? Yes. Yes. Oh, protesting. Oh, my God. I mean, it's like... So so I will say, from what I saw on the news, you know, they showed maybe four states who were protesting. In some states, I believe, like, Texas was one where they were literally just assholes to elbows in the streets. It looked like a lot of the people protesting in Maryland were were in their cars protesting. (laughs) Which... I I do. I saw people... I see people protesting in PPE. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. They're like, they're like, open, open up, but let me stay in my car. Yo, man. Yo, man. I'm fresh three and from head to toe dog. You can't touch me with this. And I get it. You know, I get it. Right. Cause it's- I get it too, but it's like, it's like literally, I don't know, man. It's, I, I get it. It, it. Look, part of our, the way our country is set up is your right to protest. That's fine. <laughs> but you're literally protesting against the thing <laughs> I don't, I don't have a good way to explain yeah, it, but no, you I, both know what I'm saying. Yeah, you're, 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 you're protesting against the thing that you're obviously a scare, scared of catching. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, like, I don't know. I, I I should feel bad about it, but I don't. Like, obviously, I have the same reaction, but you see, you see the post with the, the guy who was just, like, a few weeks ago complaining and that, like, you know, people should be allowed to do whatever they want and like now he's dead because of mm-hmm. because he caught it and then i fucking laughed i'm like good well, Fuck it's, you. well it's, we're talking about survival versus survival is what mm-hmm. we're talking about you know like if 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 this shit doesn't open up at some point like have you seen there's like a, the baltimore city like whole foods or whatever or not whole foods but it's like some some oh, it's whole foods i don't think it's whole foods but it's some sort of like food market like grocery store uh-huh and people are just lined up like all over the place, like begging for food because they don't have money because they're now, you know, two paychecks short and they don't have food. So so this is part of what I was talking about last week, um, that that it's, it's a it's a man-made issue. Like money is a man-made issue. It's not really like the virus is a real issue. Like you. It's, it's not man-made. I mean, oh, maybe it is, but like, it's not. <laughs> it's not pretend. It's it's there. It can get you sick. It can kill you. Mm-hmm. Food-wise, like that is a that's a human-made problem. That's that's us as a society deciding that we'd rather throw away food than to give people give it to people who can't pay for it. Right. No, and I we're agree. Just talking about how we're dumping food and like you know because they can't sell it. While these people can't get food because they don't have money. Like it makes no sense. Well, I think as people caught up, like this is where I, I 100% agree with you in that it's a systematic issue. Right. But I think people are caught up in the system where it's like, I mean, everyone is right. Cause we're all part of it. Right. But I, but I, but I mean, specifically people that are at, they're feeling the brunt of it. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and, and, and the people that are, you know, that could fix it, you know, cause like, like, here we go. Like, you know, so you're, you know, and maybe like the Trump, checks pretty much hit for most people i feel like i didn't uh, get it did, did, did you I want, not I want, to, I want to check on it and it says um, my information is not available <laughs> that's weird um no, I filed, it up, a lot of people was having the issue did you file taxes in 2018 yeah of course i filed taxes every i haven't filed this year just because like they're like did, did July. You, i said fuck it did you fall into the parameters of getting the check I mean, I use H and R Block, and I well, oh, financially. I don't want to put your business out there, but oh, oh, oh. I mean, I should get something. Yeah. I mean, did Laura get something, Bobby? Uh, well, we we, we we got the we got the full shebang because we don't make like it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars. 
We don't make yeah. that. We don't make that. No, we don't make that in this house either. And also, like, I think I make about the same as Laura. So if she gets it, I, I should get it. Yeah. I know someone who got $36. I, do, I know that same person. You do too, yeah. Are they doing well? Uh, well, uh, they, the, so, so they, they were doing well when they filed. They were yeah, doing when, great. They, when they filed their last taxes, they were doing well. Now they're not doing as well, <laughs> yeah, that, which yeah, sucks. That, that, I mean, that's part of the problem because, like, even if you made, you know, 150 two years ago, and if you're out of a job now, you know. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know this, but there are two bills that are being put together in the two thousand one. One of them is two thousand dollars per month for a year for every. Man or woman uh, over the age of sixteen, no matter income, and then the second oh, one is 16, to, That's crazy. I'm yeah, sure gonna pass. One is to weigh. Oh, and then on top, and then five hundred per kid um, under the age of sixteen. That's, and the second one is forgiveness of all mortgage and rent for the till the end of the year. That makes sense. Except if you're a landlord. Also, for those for those that are out there um, with mortgages. There's a good chance if you're having if you're having financial trouble, you can contact your mortgage owner and ask to postpone you know the payments for the year and tack it on to the end of your mortgage payment, like just as, yeah. a, as an option, like just to yeah. let people know aware that, of that. That that's the good thing if they do because like some some company I heard has been trying to like oh we'll defer your shit for four months but in four months all four months it's due at the same time like that doesn't fucking help anything right no 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 that doesn't <laughs> that's help. fucking dumb but it seems oh. like most mortgage companies have been willing to tack it on to the end yeah which is yeah good. and and the thing is you know I don't know if we talked about that on here but if they do that and then the credit reporting is screwed up then how many people in America are going to have fucked up credit because they missed a mortgage payment which is basically the worst thing you can do to your credit right um and then like you know you try to go get a car note um in 2 months and they're like oh well you skipped mortgage payments so all that stuff will have to be rewritten if that ends up being the case and and I also think like like most people are getting hit by this like you know, some of us are lucky and not really, but like, I think if you're going to buy a car next year and then, you know, that shit pops up, I think it's people will understand. I would hope. I would hope to. I'll tell you this too. So, <clears throat> this is one thing. This I mean, is cars the- are suffering. Like, they're, they're, like, I'm thinking about buying a car right now or like trading in because, you know, my, my car. I'm, I'm going to, like, I'm probably going to wait till, you know, right when the world starts to open back up. I think I'm going to try to do some big, massive thing with both our vehicles and, and, Switcheroo, get a one lease and one purchase. Because every a brand new Nissan for like eighteen thousand right now. Yeah, everybody's feeling the pinch. So both of us are gonna be ready to wheel and deal, so to speak, when this shit is, you know what I mean, when it starts rocking and rolling again. Joe, I need two of those Nissans, one for each foot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, uh, the funny thing is, it's called the Nissan Kicks. <laughs> oh, nice, nice KYX, right? KYX. I um. I did. Want, oh, was, speaking side side note. I'm gonna let you finish. Speaking of the horn, mm-hmm. I have something coming today that'll be a great accompaniment to the horn nice. that I'll have here at the house. I have something something, coming. something from my childhood. Ooh, <laughs> I have something coming yeah. today too that I'm pretty excited about. And also, Joe, um, I want to one day when because you know you got all this time off now, Joe. You don't know what to do with yourself. To have a conversation. Uh, for the for the for the Patreon with you, Laura, and myself having a quarter scale statue discussion. I um <clears throat> sure in two weeks, like everything else. Right, 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 right. No, this one I want to get rocking and rolling because I'm I'm up and at him now. Um, with a quarter scale. Yeah, I'm, 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 I just had a who, who was I talking to? Someone friended me who's part of you know our collective uh-huh. community. Let me see, Tim. 
Tim, uh, Tim K. Okay, yeah, Tim K. I know Tim K. Yeah, he friended me on Facebook. He's like, by the time we became friends, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't reach out and befriend people on the internet because I'm not like that. But if you hit me up, man, I'm always down. And then we had a little talk about figures and uh, statues yesterday. So, let me say this. I had, you know, my perspective on quarter scale has been changing, right? We've we've not talked about we, we've talked about it here, right? You fluid. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I think I'm trying to figure it out, right? I'm trying to figure out the the. I feel like I'm at a uh, an uh, Los Angeles uh, highway system, and I'm trying to figure out which way I want to go. Oh, you, know? you got you got way in advance, <laughs> right? So, uh, but Laura introduced another idea to me that I'll talk oh. to you about off the air. That I was like, fuck, I off never the even air, on the air. Yeah, because uh, it, we talk about it a bit on wine and cheese. So I don't want to spoil that discussion, but I want to have a, a three-way conversation, so to speak. Mm. So there, I want to get back to this Maryland thing. There was another thing I wanted to say about. Uh, I wonder how oh, swing is doing. Oh, it's got to be trash. It's got to be trash, right? <laughs> or, or, or extra exciting for Dude, people. Are, are, are swingers the 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 real victims here? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, like your whole lifestyle and culture is dependent <laughs> upon intimately meeting new people, and it's just been s- snatched from from out from under you in large groups, right? I would think. Well, I think so that I think that would be the, the more the merrier. I would imagine. Yeah, man. Like, I, they're not swinging nothing right now. Swingers are the real victims. Um. So I, I, I want <laughs> name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be the name of the podcast. Um. <laughs> So uh, there, there was two things I want to uh, – right, I'm going to say this. I have a statue thing. Don't let me forget it. I want to bring this last thing up about Annapolis. So here's what I find interesting about it. It's – all right, so Ho, so Maryland is uh, historically kind of traditionally a blue state. Governor Hogan is a Republican, one of the first Republican governors that we've had in a long time. And he uh, – I'll say this. I didn't vote for him. And I'll say this also, I wish I had, because I fucking love this guy. Mm. Um, <clears throat> his, mm, his base, his voter base, are the people protesting. Huh. Yeah, it is a very strange dynamic. Now, here's where it gets stranger. Here's where, like, this is, this is what, so it's like a very tangled web. He was just interviewed yesterday about uh i'm not sure if you saw trump's tweets right but trump said liberate michigan liberate liberate virginia liberate minnesota for whatever reason yeah it doesn't make any sense it was minnesota michigan and virginia now he tweeted this he tweeted this shortly after saying that we need to continue the social distancing and he also tweeted this shortly after saying he was going to let governors uh make the call yeah, they can open before me first. Yeah. Yep, and he supported the governors making the call, which I do think is the right choice for Trump to say. Because in Wyoming, where they're having like four cases total, yeah, yeah, we should we should open up some of this stuff a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, so that makes sense. But here's the thing: so Hogan, who is the he's on the governor board, whatever. That, I didn't even know that was a fucking thing until all he's a, he's he's like the the captain of the the, <laughs> the, the, gov- the governorship. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, basically, there's 50 governors. I don't care. I don't know if they count like Guam, Puerto Rico. I'm assuming they are, but like he's one of the leaders of, of mm-hmm. the governor group. Correct. So he was asked about what do you think about these tweets, and that the tweets often, you know, the, well, the tweets not often, but are um, all, all swing states, right? States that sometimes go blue, sometimes go red. Yep. Um, and we had this presidential election coming up. 
And yep. Hogan was saying, well, I find it very bizarre that he tweeted them shortly after just giving us the support to run our states how we saw fit. So it's also creating a bit of a uh, at odds, putting our governor and the president at odds. Our president is also the 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 same base that seems to be largely protesting, seems to be Hogan's base and Trump's base. So all of that kind of happening at the same time to me is like just sociologically fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's so so it's. It's good to see that you can have a separation, right, of of the party and and the person. Like just because someone is of a particular particular affiliation doesn't mean they they have to be all the characteristics of said affiliation. And same with you know, the voter base. Just because you voted for your party doesn't mean you know that guy's gonna do what you want. Yeah, I have. That's you you know what you think is right. I have another question, and then we'll get off the Rona shit. Um. But since people enjoyed the, the conversation last week, I was um, super fucking surprised. I yeah, I was too. I was like, I, I, dude, I, I was, I was, I was so shitty. I was like, oh, I fucking derailed a goddamn show. Well, I, I was hesitant because I was like, man, people don't want to hear this shit from, uh, from well, maybe from you guys, but not from me. I don't know what the I'm fuck. Not me, I don't know shit. I'm right, same thing. <laughs> and especially like, like you know, most majority of us here aren't hit too bad by this fucking thing. They don't want right. to hear from us. Right. Um, okay, so here, here's my question: the 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 go- the government right has like tried to put a lockdown on when I think Hogan has, for instance, but like on religious gatherings, right? Churches, synagogues, mosques, etc. Yes. And, the, and then all the the kind of um, you know what, what like so if those are the big three. All the independents. The independent companies. Um, is that a violation of church and state? What do you mean? So, so uh, historically, right? I've never been a fan of the church dictating to the government how to move, right? Yeah, and and they do have an influence somewhat. And Absolutely, like there, there is like not real a real complete separation of church and state in this country. Absolutely, is, you, is this is this the reverse? Is this the government telling the religions how to move? And is that a violation of church and state? No, because you, the state is treating religion not as special entities, but as any other entity. Hmm. And, they're not, and they're not telling one specific church not to do something that another church is not. They say, like, n- no gatherings of any kind, regardless of whether you're a church or not. Like, they're telling them they're not exempt from the rule, which is good. What are your thoughts right? on that, Chris? <sighs> I mean, honestly, it kind of all gets to a gray area at some point with everything going on. I think people are going to complain no matter what they do. I mean, there's always going to be a minority that's not going to be happy. You know, the people that are protesting, uh, did they spend their Trump bucks on the cast to get to the protest? <laughs> right. <coughs> right. Right. So, Ronikoff. Um, I just, I, I just, like, I'm always uh, watchful in that way where – because I feel like everybody wants to give the president more power, and, and I mean Trump, oh, Obama, why? Trump, Obama, Bush. It, it depends. It, yeah, everybody wants to give every president more power, but it all depends on if they're if they're their guy. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. okay, I support Obama, so I'm going to give Obama more power because I, I like him. But the, the the problem isn't Obama, Bush, or Trump, right? It's like the president sixty years from now. You know, what yeah. I mean? like, like, you know, once you give it, it's really hard to take back. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
so like I am trying to keep, and I'm I'm not doing a super aggressive job of it, but I am trying to keep kind of a watchful eye on, you know, all the shit that comes out of this. Like you know, like kind of like we talked about last week with, you know, now we have the the whole homeland security and everything, all this shit that came out of nine eleven that like some of it I'm very iffy on in regards to what is you know what have we given up for that right. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of doing the same thing here. And don't get me wrong, I am a hundred percent in. Like I, I agree that we should lock down assemblies, right? Regardless of the institution of that assembly, the Rams, yeah. the Ramstein concert that I have tickets for in August, that should probably be locked down the same way that you know Joe's Episcopal Church over here on Fourth and Main should be locked down, right? I agree. What about your um, the Star Wars land tickets? Yeah, well, so here's the thing about that. Everything that I have regarding my planned Disney trip for November is refundable. Oh, and it's going straight to quarter scale. That's why you want to talk. <laughs> no, no, it's not going straight oh, oh. to quarter scale at all. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can assure you of that. Um, and, and and trust me, I, I know this quarter, quarter scale thing is going to be a slow burn. But um, so you know, you but, but, but it, a lot of projects. But right, but at the same and here we are all <laughs> done. <laughs> but but at the same time, I just like. I also want to be, you know, while I agree with those choices, I want to be aware of exactly what power the government should have mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I am like watchful of that sort of I, – I'm at least becoming more watchful since I think the 9-11, the Patriot shit, right? That's when I became aware of it. The Watcher. Watcher. The Watcher. The Watchman. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I don't think it's an <clears throat> extra power that they're using to – to tell the church what to do. I think they're actually just exercising the power they should have been exercising to begin with. Also, why the fuck don't they pay taxes? Also what? Why the fuck don't they, don't they pay taxes? They make so much money. The mega churches oh, and shit. I agree, but that's, that operates like, under that same thing though, right? Like that operates under that same separation of church and state, I think. Yeah, I mean, separation of church and state means they should pay taxes. Well, a church is, a, supposed, a, a, church is a non-profit. And that's why they don't pay taxes. Yeah, but they are, but how, what, how big is that fucking house that Joe Osteen or whatever well, Right, but you know what? That is his salary. Yeah, the but that's church because... isn't nonprofit. Yeah, but like that's a loophole, and everybody knows it. Sure, you know. So, <clears throat> country is built on loopholes, Joseph. It is, and that's the problem. Before we get into nerd weeks, I want to ask you, Joe. Yes, sir. Um, I have no feel. So, Laura and I did some window browsing. Uh, I'm out here window shopping. Your boy's a window shopper. Um. And we were looking at quarter scale stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, we went through all your your major players, right? Your prime ones, your XMs, the, mm-hmm. the whole shebang. Um, and I was really blown away by how much I liked some of the one six stuff, uh, even more so than the quarter scale stuff. But I mean, like that, that's a good scale, and I'm, I'm, like I'm happy it's somewhat coming back. Agree. Like, XM at least they're fucking saying, "Fuck it, we're gonna do six, you know, one six talk, talk to me. Um, but. So we saw the Witchblade statue, right? Which one? Thanks, I want to have. You know which one. And <laughs> and and I don't. And, I wasn't sure if there was another one that I need to get. And Laura said, "Oh my god, that's fucking amazing!" And I was like, Did "I." She, 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 I? I, she has, but I think it's like it's you know in the in the limited time that we've been there, I think it's like it, it's like it's just too much to remember everything. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's like uh-huh. I don't know if a collection like yours how much time you need to separate the sum of its parts from the individual pieces. Oh, that's why I, I stand there and look at it for a long time. Right. Well, she's got a standing <laughs> ring now on her fucking Apple watch. So she can go over there and stand and look at it for an hour or so. <laughs> but, um, 
But how, uh, Saiba, how fucking crazy was it yesterday? Then I was like, I'm missing out on tea, and you were actually having tea. <laughs> that was fucking crazy. <laughs> so, so yesterday we were having a discussion, and, I, and, and like, I, I think some kind of maybe drama going on or something, and I said, oh, man, I'm missing out on tea, meaning drama. And then Bobby's like, are you looking in the window? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, he says he's having tea. I'm like, really? No and bullshit. I looked out my back window to make sure you weren't looking in. <laughs> I swear to God. Um <laughs> So anyway, I I, uh, I was like, look, I know it's beautiful, right? I know it's a beautiful statue, but I'm not sure if I can have this. What do you mean? Well, so that's what she asked, Joe. Are you playing the roles or what? And <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put your you gotta put your Laura voice on if you're gonna do this. Um, and I was like, I think something seems wrong about having such a premium piece so close to another premium piece. In 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 like that. Like I have this Witchblade statue, and then you have it three doors down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> something seems wrong about that to me. That's I don't know why. Crazy. That's fucking crazy. Something seems wrong about it. So I was like, I said that, and she was like, Joe wouldn't care. And I was like, It's not about Joe. It's it's about the fucking universe. It's like it's bigger it's than Joe. Universe? It's, 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 it's the fucking singularity. My fucking implode. Yes. So, like it seems like like if you get a Warhol, I just can't get the I just can't get the next Warhol. Like I don't know. It's like um, that's weird to me, though. Like I mean, is, is it is, is nothing? It's nothing about you not wanting to have something somebody else ought to have. Because I, I know some people have that, and it's like I feel it's less special if someone else has it. I don't. Like, maybe I think like okay. So like what I so I asked her if what's a what's a affordable car? You know, relatively. You know, for for but for a suburban neighborhood, but it's definitely on the upper end where nobody's gonna like. Not everybody's gonna have it. You know, might be one or two in the neighborhood. And she was like, "Oh, let's say a Range Rover." I said, "Perfect, perfect." So Joe buys a teal Range Rover with yellow accents, and then a year later, I buy the same teal Range Rover with yellow accents. And now we both have them parked outside. Something's fucked up about that. I don't think it's the same thing, bro. Tell me, talk to me. I mean, there's this your personal collection that's inside your house, first of all. No one's going to come to my house and then come to your house or, or vice versa and be like, wait, this is the same piece. People are definitely going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because of Rona, we're never seeing anybody else ever again. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what, what do you, what do you I, think? It's kind of, you, know, you know what? You, you're kind of right. Because if it's, none of this happened and Skullfest happened, like, I'm sure people will be at your house and, and going back and forth between our houses. And then, uh, But, like, that doesn't – I mean – well, it goes back to who's the collection for? Is it for you to look at, or is it for somebody else to look at, or a combination of both? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's for me ultimately, but it's like one of those things. Like from Batman, like the more you have, the less they're worth. It's like I think there's something about there's something about me getting it that makes yours less special. I guess. I mean, I guess I never looked at it that way. <clears throat> Pinkerton, are you fluid? Do you have any idea what he's talking about? Uh, so I mean, I guess it would be like, hey. Uh, to an extent, Bobby, I'll be honest. One of the reasons that, like, I don't know if I've ever really even said this out loud. One of the reasons I, I stopped really caring so much about Transformers once I moved here is, well, you know, back in the day at least, right. I could come look at every Transformer ever made, basically, that I would care about because you have it at your house. Right. Um, and to an extent, like, why would I have a half-assed Star Wars six-inch six display when i'm at your house every week and i can just look at yours i mean but it's not yours though 
Right, it's not. But from a visual standpoint, Bobby, are we on the same page here a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I yeah, think a little bit. Are, that, that I, I have access but to... But Bobby, you never go to anybody else's house, so your argument is invalid. <laughs> I, well, well, I'm not invited to all the exclusive gatherings, oh, are I, Chris? Oh, Chris. invitations. <laughs> I keep forgetting. Well... Well, hopefully, the, a new piece of equipment I'm looking at, I'll be able to send you a nice engraved plaque every time I want Ooh. you to come over. Well, look, the, the um, like I, I, th- I'm, I think I'm parking my car in Chris's garage, so to speak. Like I think that, you like, can't put a car in that garage. You know better. <laughs> but I think that, like, I can enjoy that piece anytime I want post Corona. That there's something that seems I don't know. It seems almost kind of tacky oh. or selfish. So back in the day when we went out and stuff and there are stores there. So let's, okay, so like say Beyond, okay? Mm-hmm. That's reachable. That's close to us, right? Sure. Back, back in normal times. So like would you never buy anything off that they have because you can easily just drive over and look at it? Well, no, but that's not permanent necessarily though, right? Like that, that, their, inventory is, is, their inventory is just about a little bit more fluid than Chris's. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, so for you it's about – being able to see it, not necessarily being yours. I think it's about being to, able to enjoy it. That's what I think it's about. Like, like the, your enjoyment isn't just so you can see it. I mean, I, it's in your house. Well, I think my enjoyment is that I can see it, but I can just I can just walk down the street and see it. I mean, you can just pull the even. Uh, by the way, I think we should start a petition to say BC doesn't stand for before Christ anymore. It should be before Corona. But like back in the BC days, <laughs> I could I, I could just come over and see it, even in the the AC. Uh, days, I can come over and sit on your porch. You can just pull the drapes back for me, and turn the lights Which on. Happened. Which actually, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Well, so, uh, I mean, I, I guess, I mean, at that point, like with our combined, with our combined forces, combined, <laughs> yeah, with a collective combined, it would be amazing. Like, especially if I live next door and then have a, you know. Yeah. between our houses. Well, just keep an eye on the market, Joe. See how this next house does next to me. I don't a sidebar again. Sorry. So, how often are you supposed to mow your grass? Or not supposed to? I guess. Like, uh, ideally, what, so, I think I think once a week is fair. I, I okay. think, but I think you can also push it depending on the weather and shit. Like, if it rains all fucking week, you're gonna have to get it that week. So, so is that due to the way it looks personally for you, or because you don't get in trouble with HOA? Uh, a l- so. I've never gotten in trouble with the HOA because I think these people are scared to fuck with me because of how bad things have gotten in the past between me and neighbors around here. Yeah. Um, so it's more so about like I don't want it to look like shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't want to be that guy. Different, uh, different, different limit on what they think look like shit. So like for me, I do it like once every two weeks. You know? Yeah, Just, I think I think we can get away with that. Crazy. No, I think you can get away with but that. My my I, problem my problem with doing it once every two weeks is just it ends up creating more work for me with all the fucking clippings. Yes. Yeah, and it's a little bit harder. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I especially use a fucking push mower. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but like our our neighbor, my neighbor, to like the one right next to me that's between us. Uh huh. It's like every fucking two days he's mowing the lawn. Really? And like they're doing some kind of yard work at least like almost every day. I'm it's like, busy. it's a busy work, man. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, not it might be. Because, like Chris's office is like to her window faces their yard, so like they're always out there doing some shit. I'm like, damn, man, that, that, that's a clear divide between our lawns. The, the town, the townhouse neighbor, or the other neighbor? No, 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 fucking no, no, no. The house neighbors. The okay. Between them. Okay, so like the um that 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 guy, I always see him working on his car. I yeah. feel like that's what I always, like. Uh, like you know, I'm I'm sure he's just toiling away at this point, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. How often do you mow your grass, Chris? 
Oh, huh? you probably have. Does Mason mow your grass? Uh, Kelly mows it. She likes what? to do it. Dude, if you really think about it, all we have is that patch by the road. Rest of it is. I mean, she mows at it. Like, there's some, like, in front of the house that <laughs> runs mows, around. To the... She mows at it. Well, I mean, she's mowing. <laughs> I'll tell you, she's, mow, she's mowing down baby trees and rocks. <laughs> right, 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 right. She spends, she spends more time out there with the leaves. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's intensive in the fall. But, like, we haven't mowed our grass yet this year. Dude, I, I have I have ten bags of of like raked stuff from like four months ago that's sitting in in like in my garage because I still don't know when they're taking that shit. I tried to take it out last week and they were just sitting there. But Wait, anyway, the, the the lawn people like the yeah they came the lawn carpings, like they, the they came Wednesday they came last Wednesday. Oh, on trash day. No, no, they're they're separate. They're separate. So the trash comes Tuesdays, recycling comes Wednesdays, and every other Wednesday. And then these the 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 lawn people I think come every other Wednesday as well. And I think it's an alternating Wednesday. I must have just taken it. Let, let, let fucking let me know the schedule because like, okay. I, have, I have ten bags of just fucking old clippings. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so like I don't I don't I don't know these these. Oh, I also was fucking nervous. Like the tell me the townhouses on the other side. I, I thought like their shit was on fire the other when they came home because like you know how they like yep. the one right next to me. Like yep. they like do the their. Yep. You seen it? You can see yep. it. Yep. house, dude. Right? I'm like, nope. I, I dude, look at it all the time. They have a fucking fire on their deck. The their next door neighbor. They, so that side by side decks both have fires, and I guess they're just chilling in the Rona world, hanging out with yeah. two fires going at the same time. And I was like, I thought that shit was on fire. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know what they're thinking, but like, I, I, I they, they love it. They're, they're, they're there like yeah, all the time. I know. Send fires on a deck. I know it's crazy. All right, so uh, about forty five yeah, minutes oh, in. Oh, you better hurry up and start buying quarter scales before I buy all the ones you want. And then <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have that problem. Uh, we have this huge overlap, you and I, of interest in regards to the Top Cow properties. And I'm not sure how or why, but we do. That's awesome. What do you mean? Well, yeah, it's awesome. But I mean, so is a lot of shit. I mean, I'm sure you think a lot of your shit is awesome. I think a lot of my shit is awesome, but it doesn't overlap the same way. Hmm. Well, um, I look at the darkness and the, stat- and the you know, Magdalena and the Witchblade statues and think, you know, aren't impressed by them. Right. No, I agree. Who Do, do, do you think it's because... Um, there, do you think that you and I are as hungry for that material because there's not as much product available for it? Um, maybe, probably, I guess. There's a more niche and there's fewer characters. And also, like, I really enjoyed the um, books when I was reading them. Yeah, me too. Man. They didn't, they, I guess maybe because they were newer and they were also, you know, not the main two that – there, I, I didn't find them having as much issues as I had with like Marvel and DC because I didn't have there weren't any red much redcons there weren't much you know contradicting writers. There was a big re- reboot with Darkness though. Do you remember that? There was like a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it yeah, wasn't no, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad. No, no, it wasn't. That's yeah, the thing. It wasn't yeah. bad, and and it kept the old uh, stuff that mattered. Of, yeah, yeah. Chris, have you ever looked into that the Darkness and Witchblade stuff or Top Cow Universe at all? I mean, I'm aware it exists. That's about as far as I have ever gone. It's pretty interesting, man. It's like there's like these fundamental forces of that universe, right? So there's the dark, which is personified in the darkness. There's the light. Oh, clever. There's the light, which is personified in this creature called the Angelus. Which, and, which I fucking need. Right. I agree. Released already. I agree. Anyway. Then there's like the force of magic that's personified in the Witchblade. And then there's kind of like... Uh, the Magdalena is more so about, like, I guess, I guess religion in a way, but it's also it's more so just humanity within that circle. 
Um, there's, there's like seven artifacts altogether, and those are the main four. My, well, this main three, Magdalena, is the fourth that is you know now popular. So it's um because it, it, like, the was be balancing force between the light and the dark, right? And how they interact between all of them, like it's 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 a fucking good read, and the fact that they're so different, you know, is 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 pretty fantastic. Um, so and like the darkness can't fuck because he, you might well, die. He, he can. He just can't. He just he just has to create his own thing to fuck. Yeah, it, only if you could. <laughs> imagine, imagine, just imagine. A- anyone listening? So, so, it, so, you're like you have magic powers now. Anything you can sculpt out of clay, you can turn to life. Now, the only thing you can fuck is something you can sculpt out of clay. How good of a fucking sculptor are you? <laughs> I mean, what, how, what how, you? how how good of a sculptor do you need to be? Let's be honest. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna get good. <laughs> you, you, I'll, I'll, you'll never see me work so hard at a craft. I, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, you're just gonna call me Hobby Skullface at that point because I'm just gonna create so many uh, concubines. The um, he, I mean, he gave up because he kept making monsters. Yeah, yeah, but, but he ended up he ended up getting good. He ended up getting good. Yeah. Um, but the the I problem mean, to, right? <clears throat> the problem, Chris, is that once you have the darkness in you, so to speak, you um, if you have sex. The, the the woman that you have sex with becomes instantly impregnated by you. You die, and then that child carries on the darkness. Yeah, that sounds so pretty you complicated. Can't, you can't fuck. So it's it's not it's not it's not the greatest circumstance in the world, especially uh, uh, Jackie Estacado. Yeah, there we go. He's fucking He's a cool. Uh, he's like a playboy. He's like a good-looking young mafia guy. Yeah. He's a cool fucking dude. Cool fucking. Too. Hey, hey, you know, I thought I don't like mafia stuff. I love me some Jackie. Yeah, yeah. But he he's opposite though. He fights against his own people in the end. Like he fucking grows a conscience and shit. Yeah, so, except well, you know. sex, Jackie and Casino, of course. But like the 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 thing about the darkness in 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 that regard is that at first he just uses the darkness to become the best mafia guy he can be. <laughs> 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 he climbs a ladder real quick. He's like become like the number one hitman. He, he was already a hitman, but yeah. then like he became a really fucking good hitman. <laughs> he um he there's a crossover, Chris, where he uh, it's like a Batman Darkness crossover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. arguably, in my opinion, the best the best inner like universe crossover that I've ever read. It's pretty good. I, I don't usually like crossovers. Me neither. Fucking it's fucking fantastic. But at one point, the darkness goes to, to goes to see Joker because uh, he doesn't understand Batman, and he's like, "Well, the best way to understand your the guy you want is is the guy who hates him." So he goes to Joker to try to figure him out. So he, he has no idea who the Joker is. He just knows that he's he's a criminal. So he goes to like the Joker's cell, and the jo- and when he pops up in the cell, the Joker's like, "Knock knock," and Darkness says, "What?" And he goes, "Knock knock." And he goes, who's there? And he goes, no, you didn't. Knock, knock. And he's like, okay, look, who's Batman and what's all this? <laughs> you know, like, and, and, and Joker's like, Joker's like, this reminds me of a joke. A convention of unconventional nuns stops by a like a Burger King or something, walks into the Burger King, turns into man-eating sharks, eats the entire staff, eats the entire people that are eating in the restaurant, eats the women, the children, the men, everybody, and then except for the cashier, who turns to the man-eating sharks that were once nuns and says, would you like fries with that? 
and like darkness is just looking at him and then like you turn the page and it's just this big splash page of joker's face like up close and he's like fries and just starts laughing like a maniac and like uh darkness darkness creates these little like creatures they're called darklings they're like these, yeah they're like these little demonic creatures and like one of the creatures just looks up yeah they're great and one of them just looks up at darkness and goes this guy's creeping me out boss <laughs> 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 I don't know the little guy, yeah. and they and they just roll out. It's fucking fantastic. Okay, um, Joe, okay, that was that was a big uh, uh, what should I call uh, commercial for people to get into the dark, definitely dark universe. Definitely, and Silvestri did the art for it, so it was yep. beautiful. Beautiful, uh, Joe. How was your Nerd Week? I I have put over sixty hours into Final Fantasy VII. How far are you? I, I beat it uh, yesterday. Congratulations! I have to, I have to keep playing it. I'm gonna try and get platinum on it. I never care about like trophies on on games. But, like, were you were you sad that you beat it? Yeah, because yeah. like I actually I could have beat it in two days ago, but I kept fucking around doing side quests and like fucking walking around, running around doing shit that you know, because right. I, I was dreading the end. But you know, I'm gonna replay it on hard mode now that's unlocked, and then there's a bunch of different challenges to do to you know get platinum, which I'm gonna try and do. So I have at least probably like forty or fifty more hours to get into that game. The ending. It's controversial. I, I, so anyone else who's pl- who's played the original and played this one, hit me up. We can talk about it. But like, I there's many theories. <laughs> hmm. It is possible that it's a sequel. It's possible that it's a parallel story. It's part of, po- possible that it's the same story from the original. Hmm. Like it's it's i i think i know a lot of people hate it because you know how you know if you change anything from the fucking past people are gonna fucking hate it i think it's brilliant because if you want just the original story just go back and play the original game it reminds me of uh star wars uh, well no it reminds me of a jay-z line um where he's like he's like people say they love my old shit they don't like my new shit you don't like my new shit go buy my old albums (laughs) (laughs) right um right no, I think it's good because like everything, like like it runs parallel to the original, you know, first I guess third or quarter part of the story of the original game so far. But they've added a lot of new stuff, which is fleshes out characters, gives you more things to do, world builds. But then the end, at, at the very very end, it comes to the same conclusion where like now you know you're going in an open world, you leave the city, you open the world to the next part of the story. But like what happens right before that, like could possibly change everything. So like the next game, it might be following the same story as the original. It might be something completely different. Nobody knows. Right. And and I needed yesterday, but it's not even been announced yet, so I don't know. Uh, anything else? Um, I don't. Not. I got this new. Well, I I didn't. Uh, I'm using this new headset. I really like Chris. Chris is a full-on gamer girl now. Fucking, she's streaming almost every day. And nice. She got these nice ass fucking headphones. This is so fucking comfortable. Nice. Uh, Chris, check her out if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. What's the what's her Twitch? Well, she she games every like almost every afternoon. She fucking does workout twice a week. She does cooking once a week, and amongst other shit, is um the terrible Hime on Twitch. Kaylee, the K E L E E. You find her, or just look on my, my page. There you go. Or, or her page. You'll find her. Chris. Uh, let's see here. I watched last night the, uh, it's called The Last Dance. It's it's a 10-part documentary series uh, about the 1997-98 Chicago Bulls. 
Oh, okay. Far from a sports podcast, but a big part of my childhood was the NBA and the Chicago Bulls in in in, uh, in particular. So um, a camera crew followed around the 1997-98 Chicago Bulls and documented lots of stuff. And the footage has never been seen until this documentary, which is crazy to think. Uh, this was something that was, I, I think, that was supposed to come out over the summer, like maybe after the NBA wrapped up its season, but um, obviously uh, they had all the footage, so uh, apparently a bunch of editors have just been busting their ass at home to get it put together, and, and it's out. So over the next five weeks, they're doing two episodes a week. And it's funny because it's they, they made a point to say that it's graphic in language. They're not bleeping out words on ESPN. But if you need it bleeped out, if you're watching with your kids or whatever, it's on ESPN 2 bleeped out. Also, that fills two stations with two hours of them not playing old card cribbage games or some shit. So, they need to get um, an eSport. That's what they need to fucking do. Uh, they've they've been they've been doing a little bit of that, um, but that was a uh, that was entertaining. It was um, you know it brought back some some memories for sure of, of those times, and um, it's it's a lot of of, of eye opening stuff. Michael Jordan. This is the first documentary about him really that he has participated in, and he they said they sent him. He had like. I guess rights of first refusal from editing, and they said they sent it to him, and he didn't ask for any re redaction. So, hmm. uh, but he did. He he did say that uh, a lot of people aren't going to like him anymore. Not going to have think of him the same after this. I mean, I oh, I guess, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it goes into his gambling problem. Nah, it hasn't as of yet. But I mean, he's like, so. It, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean, is it a problem if you have the money? I don't think gambling is a problem unless you're fucking. Nah, but I think he or, did have a problem. I think that's part of the reason why he had to leave, why he left the NBA the first time. Like there oh, was, was it, like, like it did affect his life. Like, yeah, I think there was some drama into that. That that this has not gone into. I mean, I watched the first two episodes, so you know a lot of it is like Scottie Pippen signed a a seven year contract, which is unheard of today, for like eight, yeah, eighteen million dollars <clears throat> back in like ninety one. That would have carried him through '98, and by by the time '98 comes around, he's the probably second best player in the league, wow. debatably, definitely worth more. And, and he's like the 122nd highest played paid player in the league. And the owner of the Bulls is like, I told these guys, you sign these deals, don't come back looking for more money because right. you agreed to it. Right. right, right. And and honestly, Scotty was he's one of 12 kids. It's a pretty sad story. I didn't know this. His father had a stroke at the dinner table and was in a wheelchair the rest of his life. His old oldest brother, maybe sitting next to oldest brother, got hurt in a rough housing incident in school and was paralyzed. So two people in his house were in a wheelchair. You know what? If he could get that money and help his family out, I'm sure he just took every penny he could for security. That's what he said. I wanted to make sure I could take care of everybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, security reasons will make you. I mean, that's what contracts are. Exactly. You know, I mean, worry about not getting it, so like you put yourself. I mean, that's that's the same story with a lot of uh, music things, right, Bobby? Yeah. Like people sign contracts to labels, and then they get fucked. Yeah, yeah they get fucked over time. But, um, anyways, I I, I didn't re even really know that this was coming out till they talked about it on the, one of the morning shows when I was I was helping the kids with school or whatever. But, um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. it. It's just, it's just some some good memories for me from from back in the day. It's at a good time. I don't think I watch anything else. Uh, 
Uh, nothing really of any interest I can think of. Um, did I? It seems like I watched something with the kids, a kids movie, but I can't remember what it was. Um, been Kelly and I've been working a lot on dioramas. We have um, as of this morning, I think thirty-five of these mythic pieces to make. Holy so, shit! So that's been you're, that's you're rolling in dough, is what you're saying. Well, I'm not rolling in dough yet. I have to, you know. I have to do the supply runs and whatnot and, and pay for the supplies. And uh, I have some upgrades for my machine. I actually should take the time to put on that. I could, I could do more at once. But nonetheless, I, I did, uh, you know, I order my the PVC I use. I order it from a relatively local supplier. They deliver it for free, and they will cut it to size. So one of my big dilemmas with, with all this stuff using the machine is waste. Now, I know some people... <clears throat> Uh, benefit from my waste, <laughs> but <laughs> so but, to speak. but the PVC stuff. Obviously, you guys have no use for the majority of it um, as it comes. So you know, like so, the Autobot and Decepticon. Excuse me, the uh, the Nemesis and the Arc backers. Um, and I don't know why I didn't think about this. And the floor piece for this is is PVC as well. So. Instead of having these, you know, I have them cut these sheets down where they'll fit in my machine instead of a 4 by 8 sheet, which is a ridiculous thing for me to have to deal with, um, made out of PVC. So I just had one of those middle of the night wake up. Why don't you just have them cut the shit the size you need, dumbass? <laughs> so that's what I did. I, I ordered material that is about an inch bigger all the way around. That way I can, uh, you know, tape it down on the machine and, and just cut out my piece and have a very minimal amount of waste. Hmm. So, uh, it's funny how the mind works, but yeah, that's really it, man. Just been you know working on this shit and you know playing principal and uh, keeping the kids, trying to keep their sanity and. Uh, sure. Oh, I, I have a hard time shuffling cards because I have giant hands. Really, I've never, I've never been able to shuffle cards very well. Oh, I'd love I, to watch you fiddle fuck your way through that. <laughs> uh, I'd be like it, it, it would be like so everybody gets to watch my giant hands fiddle fuck their way through something like two to three times a week it would be like I would get to enjoy that so I went out of my way and bought a card shuffling machine wow <laughs> oh, you are flexing Emily, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you once you slip that crank in and, and turn that handle it's magic thanks Trump and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> And I also uh, I went ahead and applied the Viva Las Vegas sticker it came with right over the center <laughs> to make it official. Sure, but I mean it's uh, yeah. So that was that was the weird flex purchase of the week, I guess. Yeah, um, that's really it for me. So I played this game. I've been playing it all week with the kids, off and on, called Spot It. It's fucking awesome. Okay. So kind of. So it's like it's this deck of circular cards and they have like there's like 30 symbols, right? There's like a tree and a clover and a ghost and a happy face and a no symbol and a cactus, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And each circle has like six symbols on it and every card matches with every other card at least once i think only once so i don't even understand how the math works on it i'm sure it's some formula but like it, it blows my mind because i'm a simpleton and there's like a number of games you can play with it one is like you just you have a deck you put two cards out and you try to find the match and then you take them in their your pile and you know whoever has the most cards at the end wins then there's a number of different variations of the game but like you know it's like even leia can play it you know what i mean to an extent so like like we've all been playing it and having a fucking blast so 
Yeah, so that's uh, that's it. I might record around for for Patreon because the baby at, at a certain point just gets frustrated and just starts lying to win. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pretty fantastic. Okay, so um, when are they gonna? How long till you bust out the monopoly? Uh, well, she's she's got a long way to go. She's still she's still working on spot it. Um, <clears throat> so Robert D actually has suggested a great amount of movies to me that I've really enjoyed. So when he requ- when he suggests something to me, I usually hold it in pretty high regard. Well, that might change after this week. Oh, he asked me to watch The Circle, which is a Netflix like trash reality show. And he was like, "Look, reality show has already lost me there." <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So he was like, "Look, you're going to hate the first episode, but by the time you get to the second episode, it's just fun." So I hated the first episode so much, I turned it off halfway through, and I will never ever go back. I was like, there's, I would, my time would be better spent clipping my toenails. Like it it would just be a better use of my time. So do not, do not watch it. It's a fucking waste. Um, I watched in the band played on, which was a recommendation from JISC, uh, about the rise of the HIV virus in America. That's an old movie. Yes. Yes, it is. I, I had never seen it. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, fell asleep a whole bunch of times during it just because I'm old and half drunk and trash. But watched it. Loved it. Great fucking movie. Had no idea about the drama that went on behind the scenes regarding it. Um, between, like, because France and America were kind of on the cusp of discovering it. And, like, it's just, like, who fought for credit of the, you know what I mean? It's just, it's such a disaster. The CDC, the the whole bit, it's just, I mean, it's very, it's, you know, I'm sure it mirrors what's going on today in many ways. Mm. Um, I, uh, I, so I watched uh, Clone Wars, obviously. I've been watching that every week. Um, Is it over yet? No. So, Joe, the, the two arcs, two of the three arcs are over. Um, the third arc just started. I watched the first, it was only the first episode that's up. It might be the best Clone Wars episode ever made. It's How many more episodes is there? Three more. Okay. It's oh. so fucking good. Like, the the implications of the shit that goes on in that episode and, like, what it means regarding Sidious, Ahsoka, the Mandalorians, Maul, um, Anakin, Obi-Wan, like right at the beginning of the battle of episode three and, you know, the, you know, Palpatine's kind of puppeteering of all of that, along with what's going on with Ahsoka, along with what's going on with Bo-Katan and like, it's so unbelievably good. It's a Jeff Johns moment. So is that, is that, so that's when it takes place, it takes place right before episode three? Yes. Like that, that episode, I think it's going to go up through the order 66 but that episode takes place like 30 seconds before episode three starts mm. i've got a I, honestly I, I it's not on my mental radar that that even is happening i don't know why it just i don't know yeah the, the clone war series i think it might be the rona like i i i on the rona well i i do in a way because like well, you know, and I don't know, Bobby, because like my, I was sat down to watch that Bulls thing, and Kelly's like, "Look, I love you. This isn't my thing. I it's before my time." I said, "No, it's fine. I, I don't expect you to sit here. And I'd probably rather you not sit there and ask me a bunch of questions than, you know, especially if you don't really care." But 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 she said, "I wish they would have just put it all out at once." And I said, 
I'm glad they didn't because it gives me something to look forward to every week. Right. But well, I don't know why I don't have that mindset around the Star Wars bit. And you start watching that? Start watching what? Huh? Clone Wars? Yeah. Yeah, I watched like the first two or three episodes one day. Yeah. And, like, okay. Even when I'm like, oh shit, I want something to watch. What should I watch? It doesn't even, for some reason, it's not even registering. Oh, Is it because you're not thinking about Disney Plus? Maybe? I'm going to write Clone Wars on my hand. <laughs> Dude, this and, fucking episode. Ah! Like. I can't get over how good it is. Well, don't spill the beans. I'm not. I'm not. But I, so I'll say this: the first arc is great. The second arc is fine. This third arc is on its way to being amazing. But people, I've seen people complaining about it. But like, it's kind of consistent with what Clone Wars has always been. There's like, it's not like complain. Well, it's it's not that like every episode of Clone Wars, the, the cartoon is great. There's, oh no, there's oh, no. plenty of mediocre and average ass episodes. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. It, it kind of just well, feels like stuff, yeah. It kind of just feels like part of the same. It, it really does feel like the show is just continuing. You know, what I mean? like this is how it would go. Um, I will say that the the middle arc is obviously the one that most people are not enjoying the most, uh, myself included. But the third episode of that one is dark as fuck. Mm. Maybe the darkest Clone Wars episode. Like it's just like it's brutal. And some pretty dark fucking Clone Wars agreed. 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 But this is up there. This is at least in top five. Like, torture and fucking, like, beheadings and, like, classic Clone Wars. Like, it's just, it's it's rough. You know, but uh, it that overall arc is kind of fine. It's The problem with that arc is that everything but the last five minutes is kind of inconsequential to the whole thing overall, whereas the first arc is very consequential, and this, this fucking Siege of Mandalore arc is fucking wet dream shit. Mm. Yeah, I need to. Um, I guess I'll watch the first arc. I guess I'll watch the first three. Is that the ones about the uh, bad batch? I think yeah, it's the first four. I think that are the okay. Well, four, four, four. I'm going to make a concerted. I'm going to make a concerted effort to try to watch that. I may actually, if I'm working in the shop today, put on the headphones and watch it. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, I finished off my X Force diorama, which yeah, was, I like it. Thanks, man. I like I like the 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 damage building looks right because sometimes it's like that damage building shit's hard to get right mm-hmm. and you did a good job with it. Thanks. Like, sometimes it makes it feel like the fucking thing is like it's just been like space mud. <laughs> right, it's too much. Yeah, but yours is is, is good. I like it. So I'll tell you what I did. What the fuck? What the hell was that? <laughs> Dear Rebecca, that's what it was. I'll tell you what the um. What I did for that, that I'm happy that I did, is at first I was just going to go with like piles of rubble and all this kind of shit. But I was like, no, I was like, look, I'm just going to make the buildings mm-hmm. and then I'm going to cut away the damage from the buildings and that is going to be the rubble. Yep. That's, if you had asked me, that's exactly what I would have told you to do. That way it's yeah. not, it's not too much. It's, it seems appropriate. It's just the right amount. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I got to give credit to Laura because she's the one that made, she was like, just do the force perspective of the buildings going back. Dude, and, um, that is great. I, I, I liked it. When I first saw it, I'm like, oh, shit, that shit blends right the fuck in. <laughs> so I was like, I was kind of like hemming and hawing and, and dragging my feet on that idea. But uh, that's that's totally her idea to do. Um, I mean, it's hard. Like when, when you do it in open space, like, you know, to, to know what to do with the sidewalls. Correct. Correct. Um. I'm started a new one uh, that I'm excited about doing. Like, uh, I don't know. It's very I, I, having this time at home and getting to work on the projects and 
and like putting them in the shelf and like finally having a shelf that you've been looking at and not like kind of like, oh, this is a fine shelf of shit. And then seeing it kind of come to life is I'm, I'm enjoying it very much. Um, and then I have a and then I have a gift discussion to, to approach with you guys. A gift. Yes. So here is my question. If I give you a gift, Joe, mm-hmm. let's say I give you uh, – I'm trying to think of, of – Stormtrooper salt and pepper shaker. <laughs> okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. What was it? Stormtrooper salt and pepper shaker, right? Yeah, because you got some of those, right? Yeah. Thanks, Robert. So, <laughs> so, so I, give you, I give you a Stormtrooper salt and pepper shaker, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're never going to put salt in it, ever. Okay. You have yep. a you have a salt shaker that actually crushes fresh salt, so uh-huh. you you have no interest in having a, a separate salt shaker that looks like a stormtrooper helmet. Yep. Okay, but I've given it to you as a gift, and you love me, and you you don't want to throw away something that I've given you. Right. If if you are making a let's say that let's say you're making a Mandalorian diorama, uh-huh. and you take my salt shaker stormtrooper helmet you crack off half of it and stick the other half on a skewer and put it in your diorama and now it's like a part of i think that's great is that okay i think that's great i mean if that was reverse of us me and you i'm like oh that's awesome my shit is part of your permanent thing chris how do you feel um well i'm a two mind if it's a gift i gave you it's just something i purchased um, I would probably have less feelings about it than if I made something for you. And oh, then yeah, you, if you, well, because I, uh, yeah, maybe that's I'm looking, point. maybe that's just immediately where my mind goes. Um, honestly, if I give you a gift, I don't give a shit what you do with it. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, it's up to you. Um, you know, I'd rather you not go on the internet and bash me for giving you the gift, but past that, I don't really care. Um, like I do yeah, with Robert. I, but that's just just the gag right 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 um i'll tell you why so i've acquired through gifts um that are are all you you know some of the shit that i get through gifts i'm like man what am i gonna do with this and i I just ended up i just end up storing it because i I don't have nothing is springing to mind as as a way to kind of incorporate it into my collection right Mm mm-hmm um, luckily, Robert has given me so much trash that I can have my own trash display of Robert's <laughs> gifts. Yes. Um, but when I get something nice, you know what I mean? That I'm like, I don't have, I don't give a fuck about this other than the fact that this person gave it to me and exposed me to something. So let me get to, let me cut to the chase. Over the years, I've acquired three Gundam esque things, right? Mm-hmm. One model kit. One mm-hmm. figure, and then one metal build, um, which I think is, is, I don't know if it's metal, but it's something else, right? It's not Gundam, something, that orange and white thing. Oh, I'm full metal panic. Okay. It's not, it's, yeah. Okay, so I've acquired those three things. And I just sort of had them on a shelf, and because I like, I like the way they look. I've always liked the way the Gundams have looked, right? But it doesn't, other than the fact that these people have given it to me, especially the fire one, right? Because that was like somebody saying like this, this guy in your personality are in the same pocket. Um, yep. Shout out to James. Um, other than that, I don't have any real connection to them, right? Or meaning, and they just, they're on this shelf because I have an empty shelf and I can look at them. 
But yep. I've thought of something I can do with them that might be super fucking cool. But it would definitely take me changing what they are, you know, as of right this moment. You know? break them? It, no, I won't have to break them. It would involve glue and paint. So you're going to make a like a pile of parts for one of your dioramas. Well, no. No, because I'm not going to have to break them. Um, I don't... I, I... I don't see. I mean, you might want to ask them, but personally, I don't think that's anything wrong with it. So they're never, they're never going to see you again anyway. So, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you what I want to do. Uh, I don't know if I. Let me tell you what I want to do. I want to do a diorama for my Galvatron shelf mm-hmm. of him at Starscream's coronation, mm-hmm. and I want to glue them in place as the statues, like the random robot statues that are obviously past, wow. and then paint them as statues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they're like part of my collection. They have a purposeful place, but I have fundamentally devalued them in a strictly financial yeah, way. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and the 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 value of it goes up, it, goes up in, in a sentimental way. Exactly, sentimentally, yes. I think it goes up. Yes, I agree. How do you feel about that, Chris? What are your thoughts on that? Man, I think you do whatever you want. I mean, uh, Chris doesn't even care what his own shit is. I mean, I think it is. Uh, yeah, just I mean, as far as feelings and whatnot, look. If somebody gives you a gift and it's something you're not into, and you repurpose it into a manner where you're going to get enjoyment out of it, I think that is the best gift of all. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I would prefer I would prefer someone do that, like versus someone I mean, me thinking shit, man. I got them something and they don't like it, and then and then I. You know, you yeah, I mean, it's like all these yeah, foam scraps. Oh, something and they could use it. That's great. <laughs> that would be like me giving you the foam scraps and being mad that you made something out of them. I mean, <laughs> cherish, not cherish the foam scraps. Uh, uh, the scraps of your scraps, I'm going to put in a shadow box. That's right. <laughs> it might be worth something someday. <laughs> Crash um, box original. Yeah. All right. So let's get into news. There's not much to talk about, but there's no news. I'm just so surprised every week that there's news at all. Yeah, there's not much to talk about, but there are a few things. So, one more Jim Lee news. So this is interesting to me. IDW Publishing announces Jim Lee's X Men Artist Edition. Yeah, I saw that too. That's very odd. It's going to celebrate the dynamic artwork of industry icon Jim Lee with the addition of Jim Lee's X-Men Artist Edition and his multiple Eisner Award winning AE line. Nearly 30 years ago, Jim Lee joined with Chris Claremont, blah, 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 blah. Um, while I, you know, and he made, you know, the greatest fucking whatever, like X-Men run ever. The Artist Edition will include the entire complete... Whoa. Hold up. Was huh? No, I was I, honestly I was standing up. My freaking back's killing me. Oh, I thought it was. A, I thought I thought a UFO landed in your room. Yeah. No, that's that IKEA. That's that IKEA money just talking to you. <laughs> um, this artist edition will include that IKEA drip. Sorry. <laughs> will will include the entire complete story from the best-selling comic book of the modern era. Additionally, this book will include scans of gorgeous original artwork from some of Jim Lee's best and most iconic issues, covers, splashes, pinups, interior pages. Each page has been meticulously scanned from Lee's original art for his book, uh, affording the reader the insight into his creative process. As with all artist editions, each gorgeous page will be reproduced from scans of the original art to print it at the same size they were drawn with all the distinctive creative nuances that made the original art unique, et cetera, et cetera. So let me tell you, I'm super interested in this, right? Outside of that, here's what I here's what I don't quite understand. 
Um, what? Hmm. Jim Lee owns DC basically at this point, and Marvel owns X Men. How is IDW publishing this? A neutral third party. <laughs> um, honestly, that may be it, Joe. It might have been a come to Jesus. Well, Marvel, yeah. Marvel owns that artwork, though, right? I mean, unless it owns the licensing of the characters, but like, is it fan art at this point? It's not the first time I've seen like IDW or Dark Horse do something that seemed very out of out of what well, out of. <laughs> Oh, this is so bad. So out of character. Um, so I don't uh, I don't know. It's strange. I mean, I'm sure it's an 80 or $90 book when it comes out. I, I would guess something around that. And, and maybe Marvel is getting some, something, you know? It's not talked about in a deal. I'm sure there's some there's some lubrication in that deal. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah there has to be. There has yeah. to be. So, so like, they just don't want to talk about the nitty-gritty of it and just, you know, have people accept that that's coming out. Because it, it might be a thing, because, like, a small third party, like, if DC was the one to do it, Marvel would probably be like, no, fuck you. You know, right, but right, right. right. Marvel was like, eh, I guess, that's fine. You can have a little something. Do we think that, uh, side note, do we think that, what comic book companies survive this? Um, as as Marvel's going to survive, right? We agree. Yeah, Marvel and DC. Okay, image. Obviously. I mean, I mean I, uh, I'd like to see what their print sales actually are. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even know how to do it. Like, I feel like they're just going to be around because they just sell just enough to be there. I would say Image is probably going to survive, but I am very concerned about IDW. Like, I don't know if that company is big enough to withstand something like this. As, uh, whatever. Hasbro can pay them. They're fucking dead to me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I don't I mean, I'm, I, th- I think they ruined it. I, I really think, like, I got out of, tra- like, you know, you, and I was just as into Transformers as any of the you know, most diehard Transformers collectors out there th- at that point. You know, as soon as that shit happened, like, it fucking turned me off. Like, I just stopped buying Transformers shit. Can you be more specific about what, what turned you off? Because I'm honestly not. Uh, Combiner Wars. Yeah. Okay. So when like that happened, and I was still holding on to like, oh, it's, it's, oh so yeah. when Hasbro said, nope, we're gonna make books about toys, that's what yeah. turned you off. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. and gotcha. the story story heavily suffered, and you know, Agreed. I I still held on. I'm like, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's just one arc, and it's gonna change, and then then the next arc hit, and I'm like, oh fuck, and then I was like, you know, there was two books, there was more than meets the eye and robots in disguise, I'm like, well, I can give up this one since they're obviously doing Hasbro stuff and hold on to this other thing, and like even them, they were fucking. Yeah. Yeah. The other yeah. thing began to deteriorate as well. Yeah, and I was, I was fucking done. I was, I was, and I felt like I just wasted time and money sunk into a thing that fucking didn't go anywhere. There was a time when Hasbro was following the lead of IDW and creating toys based on what they were doing in those books, and then at at Combiner Wars, it flip flopped, and it fucking became terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, but the other way around was great because like I, I loved the uh, Chug's Drift when it came out. I'm like, whoa, what yeah, is this? That, you know, the the Springer still, I think, one of Hasbro's best offerings. Yeah. So and the, and then yeah, and then they turned around and then as as predicted, it fucking got shitty. I mean, even sure, like, IDW didn't have that much of a say in it. I'm sure like Hasbro like oh for like, sure for sure the hand, but still they still did to me. I don't care. Even um th- like not for nothing that brainstorm that they did. Brainstorm is perfect. It looks great. It, it, it 
you can't put it in a bad pose where it doesn't look like Brainstorm from an IDW. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, they did some. They did some. I mean, there some of that stuff that came out of that generations line was was really good. Yeah, yeah. So, so Hasbro ruined it. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay. So, here we go with. Uh, speaking of Jim Lee and uh the business of comics, Diamond isn't the only thing being selected these days. <laughs> Oh, you like that? You fucking yes, <laughs> come good. along. That's actually, pretty good, man. I gotta agree with you. <laughs> on That's April se- on <laughs> on April seventeenth, Diamond Comic Distributors currently shut down due to the coronavirus. Um, announces tentatively to resume business mid to late May. Shortly thereafter, DC announced it would bring print books back to participate in comic shops beginning on April twenty eighth. Now, Comic Book Resources has confirmed DC is doing that not through an exclusive deal with Diamond, but with two new distributors. DC informed retailers that Lunar Distribution and UCS Comic Distribution will be distributing the new print titles beginning with those going on sale April 28th. Notably, Lunar and and UCS both having seemingly shown up from nowhere are sister companies of Discount Comic Book Services and Midtown Comics, respectively, which both Uh specialize in mail order through Midtown, though Midtown also has a number of storefronts. But, like, I think this is a good thing. Yeah. Because Diamond needs competition. They do. Because they're jackasses. Like it's a fucking monopoly and has been a monopoly forever. And I think like and I think I'm going against the Baltimore grain here because I'm pretty sure that it's Jeppy or Geppy that fucking owned Diamond, that started Diamond. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Jeppy closed down though. They closed their comic book stores because I think they didn't need them anymore. They're based out of um, South Haven, Mississippi, outside of Memphis. Their museum closed, I thought, too. Yes. Know. Well, they moved. They moved the, they, the the museum did close, and they moved all of the shit over to a uh, a kind of uh, Americana museum in Washington D.C. Hmm. Um, but like, I think it's it's just like it's fucking like like all right. So, uh, my mind instantly goes to music, right? Like BMI ASCAP has been distributing music. Since bef- I mean, since what they say, since Jesus was in short pants, right? Like, and y- like they they didn't really have competition until these streaming services had become a thing. Yeah, but for years they operated pretty much owning the market, and Diamond has been doing the same thing, and as a result, it's been able to do whatever the fuck it wants, as almost like Comcast does here. You know what I mean? And I've heard like you know I've never heard anything but bad things about Diamond from correct. Well, so it's just nice to see um it's nice to see a fucking uh, like some competition like just some yeah, fucking yeah like if 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 this if these two companies are able to get up and running and we have three major companies distributing comic book goods like that's a good thing for the culture yep so i mean i don't have a ton of i'll tell you from a business standpoint i have been um the victim of diamond shenanigans more than once because they uh, Mezco ex- has a distribution deal with them. I don't know any, the details of it, but they do preview exclusives, which are normally variants of, like for example, they did the uh, uh, the Hal Jordan Green Lantern was a previews exclusive. That's yeah. the only way you could get it. You couldn't order it through Mezco. Um, and sh- to to buy that from a wholesale standpoint, you can go through Entertainment Earth. Um, and lose money. Mm-hmm. 
like the pre they because they have to buy from Diamond, and then there's like literally I would lose money on them if I wholesale through through yeah, the previous and everything, right? And yeah. to get right, and to get an account with them is while not necessarily hard. There's minimum requirements and is a serious pain in the ass. Right. So they've and they've they they're known to short people. Like they'll solicit orders way past what they know is coming. Oh yeah, yeah. So I have no there's no love loss for me with Diamond. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, they like it doesn't surprise me that Mezco has to deal with them because it's it's almost like if you want your shit in comic book stores at a reasonable price, you have to have a deal yeah. with Diamond. You know, like. And that's the problem. In comic books mafia. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. Because I, I applied for a job at Diamond. Um, back uh, before I got my job with the state, uh, like two thousand five, because they their their main office used to be in Towson, and I applied for a job with them, and uh, I got an interview, uh, but then they they shot me down. I think they saw that I was just there for the free shit. <laughs> like I, I think at one point I was like, "Look, you can just pay me in statues." I think I actually said that at one point, like, but like, like trying to make a joke and you know get get have some like buddy buddy shit with the pe- person interviewing me, but I think it turned them off. Um, anyway, all right, and then I think our last note is uh, things are looking dark. Uh, Justice League dark TV show from Abrams moving forward at HBO Max. So I'll tell you what I like about this and what I don't like about this. I like that HBO is going to do more DC shows. Uh, HBO makes a high quality product. They have huge production budgets. They they give a fuck. Um, at this point, I'm not sure if I want to see JJ Abrams touch anything I like anymore. That's my own. That's my own thing. Mm. Um. But overall, I'm not I'm not mad at the idea of more kind of adult themed shit regarding this stuff on a, on a platform. I'm I'm good with that conception. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, any thoughts on that whatsoever, Chris? Say again now. Any thoughts whatsoever on that? No, none. <laughs> Um, like, I prefer him to work more on his fucking own Cloverfield universe. I'm interested in in that property. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I mean, I I liked the new Star Trek movies a lot. I did too. I, and I and I don't. I mean, I like Episode Seven, but I'm not a big fan of Nine. Right. Like, I I like it just because it's it's Star Wars and it is fun to watch. But like. As the overall, as a story, and as a part of the fucking, you know, everything else, like it's lacking a lot, or it's got a lot of flaws. Yeah. Okay, let's get into some questions. Uh, this is from our good friend Chevy Four by Four at uh, with Sh- Sean D's Body Shop B O T T Y. Um, hello and good morning, NRR crew. I hope the Rona has been kind to you and yours. Here's a question for you all. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a very odd way to say that. <laughs> no, it has. Um, <laughs> at least. Okay. Top. Uh, so I'm going to read the postscript first. His PS is that bitch Carol Baskins totally killed her husband. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, side, side note. I watched that last episode of that. That's like the interview or whatever. Yeah, I tried. I could. It was. Pre- it was. It wasn't. It wasn't great. Yes, is sir. it true that they're reopening the case? Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, top three movie breasts that would be your personal porn movie t- uh, favorite. Wait, top three movie that would be your per- like like uh, the top three. I'm guessing from this like uh, like you know breast reveal like um, oh, a movie scene like yes. like from from a mainstream movie yes. that, has, that exists yes. That would be that would be what was the last part of the question? Uh, that would be your personal favorites. Um, I, I, there was I can't always forget her name. Ever since she became Catwoman, Halle Berry. No, not at all. Anne Hathaway. Oh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, one with her, and then there's a, several with Eva Green that are great. Okay, I think like I, Eva Green has a great set. <laughs> I'm just saying. I like, don't even know who that is. To show it, uh, she was on the ri- uh, Rise of the 300, the, the sequel. Mm. I don't know if I ever saw that. It's good, but she's in other stuff too, and she's shown her boobs. Like she, I mean, she's a good actress. Yeah, like, I'm gonna look up her IMDb real quick. You got to know who this is. I'm, I'm sure you know who this is. You just probably don't know her by name. This isn't necessarily the most noteworthy, but I think it's because it's some of the ones that I studied the most as a young lad. <laughs> um, but the 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 foursome scene in Bram Stoker's Dracula with the three brides of Dracula and Keanu, hmm. uh, there's one one young lady in that scene in particular, uh, the long brunette haired gal whose chest is permanently etched in my mind, hmm. and hmm. it's often when anybody talks about that part of the female anatomy, it's the first set that comes to mind. Hmm. Uh, what about um, Denise Richards and Wild Things in the threesome scene? Oh yeah, that was a big deal. Right, right. That oh, was a big oh, deal. She, she was in um, uh, Penny Dreadful, Eva Green. She was in Three Hundred Rise of Empire, Sin City. Oh yeah, she's definitely in Sin City. She was in one of the. She was in Casino Royale. She was the main female lead in in that James Bond movie. I'm trying to think of any other like I'm, you know I'm not a big Tootie person you know like it's just not my. That's not my go-to. Uh, what, you're not a big what person? Chess person. Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, you know, yeah. It's not I mean, my go-to. It's, uh, you, I've, I've said this before, but there, there'll be plenty of times where Laura and I will like walk out of a store and Laura will be like, God, you see the rack on her? And, like, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I will say, nope. Didn't notice it at all. Like, you know, I can, I can tell you she had a, a necklace on with her name in cursive and that wasn't doing anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Um, it's just it's just not my my go to. So, go ahead. So so like it's 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 weird. It's it's both for me. It's, it's not my go to in the sense that like I I don't have like particular preference of like the kind. Some people like big. Some people like small. Some people like medium. Like, but I am a big fan in the fact that I like them all. Yeah. I, like, did, did like if, if, if you know, if there's boobs. Was, I'm in it. Was was Scarlet? Johansson ever topless? Oh, no, I think so. Yeah, was okay. it in a movie called Closer? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the name of the movie is. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was called Match Point, I think. Which is a yeah, which is a pretty good movie, by the way. Um But uh I that I one's... haven't seen the movie, but they're like yeah, she's up there. Yeah. And Natalie Portman, I think, strips in um a movie called in the movie Closer, which is why I get that because that, that's another one that comes yeah. to mind is like celebrity. She doesn't get naked though. No, she does not. But see, I, I don't even count because like you, you can see. Right, I think she has you pasties. Can see celebrities' boobs are from like 
you know, leaks or whatever, but like, I'm not sure if that counts. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's almost really that you've seen in movies, but yeah, uh, Scott, Scott, it's, yeah, up there. Yeah. Top three. Chris, you got any offerings? Um, Katie Holmes in The Gifted. Yes, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> um, I'm a fan of Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading, Trading Places. Really? Really? Oh yeah. Even Lee Curtis, like she's that's, a handsome. That's why. You, that's why you asked about it. That's why you I asked. did. Yeah. Ask how it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let me think. Hmm. Nah, I can't think of anything else right off the top. I mean, the Anne Hathaway, you know, when she was a dope head or whatever. I don't oh, remember uh, that. Was... Love and Other Drugs? I don't remember the name of the movie. Yeah, I just, I just remembered the boobs. Yeah, I think, yeah. She, I think she got naked in Love and Other Drugs. Um, okay, next question from Rudy. Rudy A, he said, Sup, I remember being with boobs for the rest of the goddamn day. <laughs> uh, Sup, nerds. Hope everything is well. Recently, my uncle was looking to get some Legends of the Sinister Six, so we had to pick who the six would be. I don't read comics, so I really couldn't make up a list, seeing as they change. Who would be on your guys' list? Uh, and then he said, fuck it while we're at it. Who's your Suicide Squad? Oh, he has a postscript, too. Bobby, now that the Joe Button isn't doing his two weekly podcasts, I'm going to need you guys to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> Did Button, are they not doing anything? Nope. He said, jokes aside, keep up the great content, guys, and stay safe. Why is Button not doing anything at all? Uh, be- because they record in the same room. Oh, they're they're not willing to do like what we're doing. Any sacrifices, motherfuckers? Yeah, I think. So I think. I, so they're obviously in a different bracket, right? Because they're that's their salary now, um, right? And I think that, like, while I think that we have made this work, I don't think that this is performing at the same level when we're all sitting here together. Oh no, it's definitely not as good. Um, <laughs> It's and, not I, as good rec- and I think I don't that, know that why it's, like, it's not a good recording anyway. Right, and I think that that matters more for them in regard to their brand, and they have a, they're up for renegotiations. I also think with their contract, uh-huh. so I think they'd rather not put out anything and not get paid versus like like tarnish their name and then you know fuck up the future. Right, it's a smart move and it's a better move. Right, but we will continue. Because we're not getting paid. Because we're not getting paid. Um, so, uh, what, what was the the question again? Oh, so my Sinister Six. Yes, yeah, my Sinister Six is definitely the Eric Larson run Sinister Six. What's the Green Goblin? That's the uh, Hobgoblin. Um, uh, Doc Ock, of course. Sandman. Sandman. Electro. Uh, Mysterio, huh. and why am I drawing a Craven? No, I don't think so. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, give me two seconds. I have a picture here, handy. Um, okay. Uh, oh, Vulture, Sandman, Hobgoblin, Electro, Ock, Vulture, Mysterio. Huh. I don't know. Rhino was in my person. Uh, whatever the the fucking meme with the trolley faces, that's my sinister six. You know so what? I, I just, I'm sorry. I just found a, a wiki article. There has been how many? Uh, uh, shit, twelve, fifteen versions of the sinister six. Yes, yes. There's been many, many, many. Yeah. Uh, but but like. 
do any other member like I know Craven is in a lot of people's um well the original six was Doc Ock, Electro, Craven, Mysterio, Sandman and Vulture. And I think that's what a lot of people right go with and it, you just replaced cause, so the second one is is a, I think what you said Doc Ock, Electro, Hobgoblin, Mysterio, Sandman and Vulture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the that, third one includes someone named Gog. <laughs> The fuck is Gog? Let's see. Gog is, um, what? I don't know who Gog is. Um, somebody that Craven found in the Savage Land. Okay. And I think it's just it's just it purely comes down to when I was reading the comics, you know, like, right? And and when I was reading the comics, they were that's who it was. Suicide Squad is a bit trickier because I was never really super into them, um, in the comics. So I, I read the – when they restarted everything, what not New 52, whatever the new – whatever they're in right now. Rebirth. I started picking up the comics based on, you know, I like the movie. Right. Um, but, you know, that, that's been around since I think the 670s maybe? Yeah, it's been around forever. Uh, 87 actually. My bad. That is when it came out. So, I mean, I think that – see, I mean, in my mind it's, you know – Harley's in it, uh, <laughs> yeah. but she wasn't all, already all the time. Like Deadshot's uh, like the one, per- and like I th- for some reason, uh, like the the Killer Shark, or whatever, like that guy, like he's always in it to me. Um, but like I, I don't, I, I'm just not, I'm not super attached to that so, title. So here, here's a list of everyone who was in the original Suicide Squad that ran from '87 to '92, and this was the Ama- Amanda Waller squad here. So Amanda Waller, Rick Flag, Bronze Tiger. Bronze Tiger uh, is a supervillain and anti-hero. Yeah, Captain Boomerang, Count Vertigo, Deadshot, Joker, Doctor Light, Duchess, Enchantress, Julie, Nemesis, Nightshade, Oracle, Poison Ivy, Punch, Ra- Raven, but it's R A V A N. Uh, Shade the Changing Man, Thinker 2, and Vixen. Vixen's a cool yeah. character. They did 66 issues in the first run. So, Yeah, I don't have... Um, unfortunately, I don't have much to offer on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you go with the one... Go with the movie. <laughs> There's That's probably the ones I'm most, you know, um, familiar with. Yeah, they become iconic ones. I think just like Avengers, you know. I think, I think most people would say the movie Avengers are the iconic Avengers now. Yeah. And Even though the, everyone in the mom's been the Avengers. Oh, for sure. So the, the current team is Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, Enchantress, Harley Quinn, Katana, and Killer Croc. So essentially, oh, movie. everybody was in the movie, but was it was it Slipknot, the guy who got killed in like the first scene? Yeah, in Flag, got, right? Yeah, in Flag. In Flag, in my head, is part of the Suicide Squad, too. Like, in, in, my, in my head, like, when I think of Suicide Squad, like, I think of Deadshot, Flag, the Shark, um... But but like and I I think I always put Harley in it now, but I think that's mainly due to the movie, and then she's she's been in it kind of consistently. I think in the comics ever since. Right. Um. Next next one is from uh, the Good Minister. No no no, I'm sorry. It's from Calico Calico Kid. Then the Minister. He said, "Hey guys, I've been meaning to send this question in for a bit, but work's been a little dot 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 busy. So if you had to make a soundtrack for your life, Volume One." What three songs from each? Oh God! What three? Oh, God. What, what three songs from the eighties, nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens would you pick for your twelve song soundtrack? 
songs that mean something or resonated with you or otherwise made an impact on your life. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go Holy off. Shit. I'm gonna try to go <laughs> off the cuff. So um, hang on. So this is three songs for each decade. Yep, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010. Oh boy. Okay. All right. So for the 80s, it's uh, 100% going to be Billie Jean is going to be on there. Um, to be fair, probably Instruments of Destruction because I played that shit all the time as a kid. Um, and then I would say uh, Mama Said Knock You Out, uh, 89, I think that was, and that was definitely constantly constantly in, ro- in rotation. Um, Why don't you let us each go by decade? Okay, all right. Well, we I, was trying, I was trying to give you guys time, but yep, go, go. Totally buy on each other. Joe, yep. do you have the 80s? or? I mean, in the 80s, I wasn't aware of music enough i wasn't even in this country so like it music was very different to me like growing up like i listen to what my parents listen to but like i don't think there's particularly anything that stands out you know right like like uh, oh uh, rod stewart and fucking barry manilow and fucking brian adams like all this shit like i heard all the time and i liked them but i wouldn't call them my soundtrack i would say i'm sorry joe or, I'm just saying, not, not, yeah, in the '80s, I'm just a different person then. So I'm kind of in the same bucket with with the '80s. I was, you know, I listened to a lot of the music my parents listened to, but um, things that come to mind right away is, um, uh, you know, some Huey Lewis kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. like the Power of Love for some reason comes <laughs> to mind, and I don't know why. Um, you know, and it'll, probably a lot of the songs I listened to in the '80s weren't from the '80s. Like I know the Gambler by Kenny Rogers is one of my favorite songs. It actually came out in 1978, oh, though. It's part, of the, it's part of the rules that it has to come from a decade. That or uh, is it just? I, I, is it just I don't. Just doesn't sound seem to be. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Okay, so I'd say, you know, uh, the Gambler, Kenny Rogers, and um, oh man, um, I'm trying to think because it all just kind of blurs in together. Um, I probably definitely went down to Georgia by Charlie Daniels. <laughs> Listen to that a lot as a child, and um, gosh, uh, let's say um, um, Thriller by Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Definitely remember that one. Um, for the '90s, I would say Wu Tang Clan's "Cream," uh, Nine Inch Nails' "Wish." And DMX, I just chose Stop Being Greedy, but really any DMX. Uh, I, when DMX came out in 98, I pretty much listened to that until the year 2000. I'm not a nice person. <laughs> yeah, there was two. I have the two CDs. I know he has like three or maybe four. I don't know, but I have the first two. Yeah, yeah, th- those were the, those were the important They were the important ones. The song, yeah, right, the only one that really counts. I, it's hard to pick the song more than, like you said, like either a per, like an artist or a record. Because, like, nowadays, oftentimes, we listen to a song at a time, whereas I remember back in the day, you, you threw a tape on, you fucking listen to the goddamn thing. Right. Or, or, or a CD, you know, you're not really skipping around too much. So I would, you know, unplug. I'd listen to the entirety of Unplugged in New York over and over and over again until, like, the tape wore down. Right. That entire thing. Uh, same with Poe, the CD. I, I listened to that a shit ton. And Metallica, uh, Justice for All. I wore that shit down, too. Th- those are the three records. Right. And I listened to a lot of DMX and shit in the car, but like I wouldn't stay, like, when I'm not in the car, just on my own walking around, I would put, put him on. But he's just driving music. Right, 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 right. Um, Chris? I'd say for the 90s, I'd go with, um, oh, boy. Um, NWA's last album, 
<laughs> the name which I'll yeah. feel for Zagan. There you go. Yep. Um, I mean, as an album, you know, from a song. Gosh, there's so much, man. The '90s is really hard. I mean, I, I mean that's our that's our generation. That's, that's so. Everything the '90s is, is us. If yeah, I'm gonna if I'm, I'm gonna boil it down, if I'm gonna boil it down in the '90s, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say uh, nothing but a G thing. Um, that's fair. And I'm gonna say. Oh man, that's so much to pick from. I mean, it's like I feel like I'm offending <laughs> every I mean, artist. I mean, like, how how much fucking boy band do you listen to, man? Like, I still listen to boy band. I mean, honestly, I listen to more boy band than I probably should admit to. But yeah, you know, I, I listen to a lot, just as much as I listen to anything else. Tearing fucking, up my heart. Fuck yeah, and sync <laughs> fucking Backstreet Boys. Fucking that one song from Old Town. Shit, ninety eight. Oh, yeah. I'd listen to all that shit. I don't give a fuck what you say. Um. So I and I'd say you know uh, the black album by Metallica. So probably uh, sad but true. I'd probably say sad but true because um, that's just such a fucking hard song. And and and, 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 and back and forth between Justice for All and and, and uh, Black Album, right? Yeah, and let me think of one more actual song. Um, gosh, I'm just gonna throw something wild out there. I'm gonna say Informer by Snow. <laughs> And form uh, a licky boom boom down. Who's the best boy band? I have to say in sync. Um, well, yeah, I'd say I'd say in sync for just in the in the maybe their first two albums because like the Backstreet Boys actually are still putting out music. Yeah, they're they're close fucking second man. They're neck and neck for me. I mean the the difference is. NSYNC had a breakout star, and uh, nobody from the Backstreet Boys ever had any single success. Well, I have two questions regarding that, uh, because it changes the confines of that conversation for me. Is New Edition a boy band? Yes. Is the Jackson 5 a boy band? Oh, yeah, technically they are. Maybe they're the, the, the father or grandfather yeah, of boy band. Right. So that's my thing. If, if those two are, then those two certainly take the cake for me. Yeah, not for me. I don't think they're like. I, how, I mean, like, but I don't. I also like think that that's Jackson a, five songs that I know. I, I would never put a, play an entire fucking Jackson Five album. I definitely play an entire NSYNC or I Backstreet definitely Boy am album. not playing an entire NSYNC or Backstreet Boys album. I'm not even playing an NSYNC or Backstreet Boys song, to be honest. But <laughs> New but, Kids on the Block. But I think that boy bands is like for me anyway. It's like it, I would probably say that. And, and once again, I'm, the conversation between favorite and best, I think, is always different. It's hard. It's hard when it comes to artistic stuff. But I do think that it's like it has to do with that time in your life where you start flirting with girls and mm-hmm. you know, and so, having those weird so when so when I think of the the greatest and best boy band to me, New Edition is the first thing that comes to mind because that's the shit that was playing when I started writing girls notes. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh- Oh, so I guess I'll, yeah, those people. yeah, because I I I, 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 I think boy band definitely depend on age. Because you talk to someone five, six years older than us, they probably say New Kids on the Block, but New Kids on the Block wasn't isn't in, on in, on my radar. Yeah, it was a little bit and before like, me I, in I, regard I, to what that music meant to that demographic. Yeah, yeah, and like and like, does it have to be like you know? Also, yeah, boy band is, is definition is kind of weird. Like, is Hanson a boy band? Is a uh, fucking Jonas Brothers a boy band? Yeah, Who knows? I, I mean, listen, is Nirvana a boy band? I mean, you could really get in the weeds there. <laughs> I, I, and, I, and I'll tell you, I, th- I think I think the difference is it has to their 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 set has to be um, singing and dancing. I think that is the 
be what makes a boy band because okay. you know a product of of they have to be a pro- made as a product because right. Five, you know is made as a product right by joe jack yeah oh for sure so yeah so i, th- I think that has to be he was, he was like, beating tito with a fucking penny loafer for fucking three years before they fucking band got off the fucking ground yeah, I, I don't think I th- if a bunch of guys got together on their own and be like, let's do a thing. I, I think that's a re- regular band, even if they are boys. But I mean that. Uh, I mean, is Boys to Men a fucking boy band? I don't know because right? I don't they know. Didn't, well, by my by my call, they didn't they didn't dance. And I don't know if they, they were, kind of shimmy back and forth a little bit. I don't know if they were structured. I yeah, don't, something. Don't, I, think, don't, I think the structure has to do with what a boy band is or not. Well, listen, a boy band, a, a breakout star from a. You could say a breakout star from a boy band created a boy band. Because, <laughs> uh, um, what's his name from um, a New Edition? Um, Bobby Brown? No. Um, who, fuck. Oh, Bivens. Bivens. Yeah, who, yeah, who's the one who talks in uh, Motown Philly? Is that Bivens? No, that's, uh, yeah, Michael Bivens. Yeah. Okay. So he, like, found them and put them together. Yeah. Yeah. The, they're, cr- they're crooners more than anything to me, man. I, mean, I agree. They're they're more like the temptations of our yeah, and they could sing their asses off. Mm. That's how mm-hmm. you you could tell because they most of them were ugly. <laughs> 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 they weren't handpicked. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like 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 as soon as you see an ugly guy that's getting ready to sing, you're like, oh, he can sing. You you already know. <laughs> like before he gets up there, you're like, oh, this guy can sing. Um. Yeah, I think I think for me when I think of boy bands, I think of like the roller skating rink and shit. And when I think of that, I think of fucking Mr. Telephone Man. And you know what I mean? If it isn't love, why do I feel you know backwards skaters only this way? Why you know? Um, so two yeah. thousands, uh, I would go with uh, Dipset, The Bigger Picture, Jay Z's Hovey Baby, and Freeway featuring Jay Z and Beanie Siegel. What we would do, or Beanie Siegel's The Truth as a tie. Wow. Now are those those are songs correct? Yes. Because that came off the head quick. I'm going to say, um, uh, oh, what's the name of the song? Hang on. I got to Google it. I know the lyrics, but I don't know the name of the song. Hang on a sec. Um, oh, let me see here. Um, Country Grammar by Nelly. Nelly. Uh, <laughs> and, um, ooh. Let me think. Um, probably I am by Eminem. I think that came out in two thousand. Uh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, early two thousands. I found the a lot of Eminem in there. Yeah, blame and, it on Marilyn. Yep. And heroin. How funny is that? Because it kind of works. Um, <laughs> years later. And how about some um, Lincoln Park? Uh, was it really? influential in my life in that time period so um <laughs> i don't know what the name of any lincoln park song i know their music um let me see. only, only one i know off the top of my head is numb mm-hmm. yep um is that the one i'm thinking of and, yeah numb numb that is, that is it numb by lincoln park yeah um joe 2000s a little harder just because that's a lot of change right like when between 20 and 30 i i don't know about you guys but like mm, there's a lot of change personally like personality wise for sure life life, life status wise change so like <clears throat> even music is significantly different early 2000s and late 2000s for sure i was 
you know, a lot of Eminem, like I said, Sublime, heavy into Sublime, even though that was, you know, after they died. Right. Oh, one guy died. Um, I think the first sentence is still accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm just Damn. saying, I was, I was, it's a hard truth, but it's one nonetheless. It, it is, man. I, I mean, I still listen to the music. I, I like that shit a lot. Um, and then, yeah, late to, mid to late 2000s, a lot of Linkin Park. Like, that was when I was in that fucking abusive relationship. So I listened to Linkin Park a lot. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm basically in the same pocket there with you. Um. Yeah. Uh, the, the, shut up when I'm talking to you, line man. I scream that shit in my car. <laughs> yup, yup, yup. Uh, and you then, know, honestly, I guys, I can go back like like in the '90s. I, I love Matchbox Twenty. Like their yeah, first man. album to me yeah, is still all, fucking great. All, all the radio, um, radio, you know, even the ones that weren't on the radio. Like you know, there's there's some really powerful stuff that I third think eye a, blind. a person in yeah, Third Eye, dude. See, there's a lot of music that really spoke to me as yep. a early '20s. Dipshit that whatever comes out when someone's in their late teens, early twenties is music that kind of defines their life. Yeah. Well, like that you have that you will never forget. And it, it brings your mind back to that age. It's sitting by the overcoat, the second shelf, the note she wrote that I can't seem to throw away. Yeah, there's some there's some great shit in there, man. Yeah. Uh two thousand tens for me is uh is I, I have to put Star Wars, like John, all the John Williams music in there because once that shit came back, I mean, I, I've listened to Star Wars since The Force Awakens has come out, like, pretty consistently for the past five years, which I don't think I've ever had that long of a run with Star Wars um, in, in terms of music. Uh, I'd put Pussifer Horizons on there. That was a, that was a song I needed at that, at that time and definitely got a lot of play. And then I, I had to put Pot Smoke's Welcome to the Party because I, like, that's been, you know, the, the soundtrack to my last couple years, well, year and a half. So... I I don't think I can put any other artists in that pocket in terms of consistently on rotation as like the soundtrack to my life. That's my uh, a lot of my chem, a lot of shine down, <laughs> early early 2010s anyway. Mm. Yeah, um, shine down for me. I mean, that's that's oh, I love shine down. That's such a yeah. good band. They've, <clears throat> You know, a lot of, I know a lot of people aren't necessarily crazy about them. They're a little poppier than than a heavy band, but I love the guys. Um, I'm trying to think of some specific songs. Um, I mean, I, mean I think band. I loved it. Like I listened to that a lot when I came out. I will say the way I listen to music has changed in, in in that decade to where it's you know I put on a station of a person on a streaming service, and like today, if I want to listen to. Like there's a band I really enjoy called Bring Me the Horizon that I found listening to the Shine Down station on Amazon Music. So now I listen to the Bring Me the Horizon station, and I found other bands that I like through that. What about Yellow Wolf? Uh, uh, you know, you, you haven't mentioned that yet. So when does Chucky and Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines come in? So <laughs> see, there you go. So I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was heavy. I, I listened to a lot of country back in the nineties. So you know, Alan Jackson. Uh, fuck, dude. See, here's the thing. I can't narrow this down to the. It's too hard. It's so much music. Yeah, I mean, like Yellow Wolf. Honestly, like his his uh album uh it was Trunk Music Volume One, which was actually a, kind of a mixtape he put together to try to get a record deal. It's a phenomenal piece of work. And then his. The way he evolved as a musician over the next six or seven albums to where he is today. By the way, total sidebar. I don't think I mentioned this. There's a Yellow Wolf has like a documentary show that's on Crackle of all places. Um, that's actually pretty good. Um, what's it? it might be what's it about? It's basically about him and like 
So, you know, uh, what? what's that? Who's that fat white rapper out of New York that does the uh, food show? Fuck, oh, that's delicious. Uh, this sounds like Ghostface. Action Bronson. Right. So, so that concept of we're going to be touring around and going to different places. Let's videotape what we're doing and see what we can get into. Right. Seems to kind of, I've seen that with several. It's kind of that vibe, but like he's based out of Nashville. So they go to the Gadsden, Alabama, where he's from. They talk about moving from Huntsville to Atlanta when he was like 16 and skateboarding. It's basically about his life and the people that have kind of shaped him the way he is today. That's cool. It, yeah, I'm about halfway through it, I think. It's on Crackle of all things. And they play commercials and they play the same commercial. Like, it's that, well, you guys, I don't know if you watch it. It's a commercial with, um, What's her name? Liz Lemon from 30 Rock. And the guy who played her fucking abusive boyfriend that is in the insurance commercials. And Anyways, they play like four times in a row. It's very annoying. Uh, but anyways, enjoy the hell out of Yellow Wolf. There's a guy now I like. His name is Jelly Roll. He's based in Nashville. Hmm. Um, but then I listen to fucking, you know, I don't know what you call the kind of music. It's like heavy alternative modern rock music. I listen to a lot of that. And I was telling my wife yesterday, I've noticed more and more of those songs, and even in hip-hop, have been about mental defect and the fact that people are recognizing I have a problem and nobody will help me or I act this way because of this. And I don't know. Music's just changed a lot. People have gotten out of their shell, I think, a lot more than they were 10 years ago. I think that, like, uh, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of people that are, you know, musicians that have a huge impact on my, you know, that I, I'm not mentioning, but, like, I mean, yeah, because we, we haven't said anything about Biggie or Tupac. No, or, see, I didn't even fall across to my mind. Or, or, uh, Joe Button. I mean, tough daddy back in the day. I listened to Joe yep. Button like consistently for years, you know. But like, I can't think of necessarily one song of his that that defined a moment for me. Right. Well, um, I guess, well how? Well, I guess maybe just prom songs, man. Fuck it. <laughs> that, though, I don't even remember any songs being played at prom. I don't want to miss a thing. Aerosmith is definitely one of them. Probably. Yeah. Basically, for me, prom would have been Boys to Men, Mariah Carey, on repeat. Because <laughs> that's about the time frame. You yeah, know. You're a little bit older than me. See, you can yeah. tell age by that fucking the, the songs they listen to. So, um, what, do, do you guys know what your senior class song was? Do you know? No clue. I want to say, oh, I want to say Casey and JoJo. Oh yeah! All my life, yeah, that would probably be. Dude, I love that shit a lot too. So mine was "Hero" by Mariah Carey, which is mind-boggling now, but yeah, uh, yeah, Casey and JoJo's "All My Life." I want to say it was definitely the prom song. Like that was everybody's prom song. I feel like um, that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his graduation song. That shit was from my graduation year. Yeah. And I also think that, like you know questions like this. I mean, that's how I approach all this shit. Kind of is like this is how I feel today at. Yeah. Eleven thirty-eight a.m. and guess what? At eleven thirty-nine a.m., I might have a totally different answer. It's so subjective. Yeah. Um. So let's try to do this last one and then get out of here. This is from uh, the good minister Ryan, who we haven't heard from in a while. Uh, he said, uh, "What's up, fellas? Long time no type. Glad to hear everyone is still healthy, and I pray you keep it that way. Please do the same for me and my family. We absolutely will. We haven't left the house in three weeks, taking no chances. Um. Also, uh." The Good Minister has a podcast all his own, which I am a subscriber to, called The Black Delegates, where they get into some pretty interesting conversations on there. Uh, What I was writing about was to see if any of you guys heard of or checked out the Doc Plastic Crack on Amazon Prime. 
You have to buy it, but it's by a collector, about collectors, and with our impending doom, I've been able to check out some of it. <laughs> hey, hey, what's what's the name of it, Bobby? Uh, Doc Plastic Crack. I th- I may, I, I, no, I'm sorry. The documentary, Plastic Crack. It's called Plastic Crack. It's fairly long. Might be what we need right now. Maybe provide you guys some content because I can't talk about this nerd stuff on Black Delegates. <laughs> 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 anyway, peace and love, uh, the good minister. So, um, no, I haven't even heard of it, but I'm going to see if I can strong arm Laura into putting it on today and buying it. You guys heard of it? I'm looking at it right now. See if I know who any of these people are. Yeah, I, I want to. Uh, I'm super interested in that. Man, I just don't know if I'm three dollars an episode interested though. <laughs> oh wow! How many episodes is it? Uh, it's it's four so far. Okay, um, so if we each put a dollar in, which <laughs> it. Yeah, it looks like they're forty minute episodes. All right. Um, not a lot of information here. I don't know. I've never heard of any of these people, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, like one guy, the 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 picture here, dude's got like muscle men in his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm gonna check it. I'm gonna see if I can get Laura to. Like, if it comes out of the family budget, it's almost like I don't. It's almost like it's not real money to me. I know, right? <laughs> oh, or you can buy you can buy the whole season for eleven dollars. Oh, perfect, perfect. So like four dollars from each of us for the whole season. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then we have one last one that's kind of in the same realm, so I'll just put it out there. It's from also, realm. also from Rudy A. He said, Sup, nerds. Another email. Listening to the Egg Talk this week, it reminded me of a documentary I just saw. It was the Super Size Me 2. Uh, don't remember right. he, Don't remember you guys talking about it, but it's a very interesting and fucked up insight on the chicken industry. Similar uh, to the Tiger King documentary, it doesn't sound interesting at first, but there's a lot to it. It's only about an hour long, and it's on Amazon Prime. Another what, what is it, All these guys working for fucking Amazon today? So, so Super Size Me was obviously the Morgan Spurlock McDonald's correct story, and I had seen that was out, but honestly, I didn't even catch my interest. But I'm imagining it's about the fact that you know the chicken breast you buy at the grocery store now is five times or ten times the size of a chicken breast you would have bought thirty right. years ago. I just like half the price of some shit. The, the thing is with me is I eat so much fucking chicken. Like I'm you scared. I'm scared. Yeah, exactly. I'm scared to watch shit like this because I'm like, Ugh. It, it goes back to the uh, fucking uh, self-conflicting thing, man. Like I've seen a lot of things that make me feel bad about stuff that I still do. <laughs> like I know the cattle industry and shit is bad, but I love me a steak. Right. So I'll just f- feel bad after I eat the steak. Right. Well, I mean, the thing people don't realize, and look, I eat meat. I'm not. I, I, Whoa. I'm not justifying the way we get to eat meat, Whoa. but. <laughs> We would not have enough food for everyone if we were all doing free range. Everyone, if we didn't do industry farming, there's this fucking seven billion people in the world, man. Like the way we farm is terrible for the environment. But like we, we have not either have not figured out a way to do it better, or it's not financially financially um, incentive for people to change their ways. The only way it's Mm -hmm. okay to do it is you can do it with fish, because uh, they don't have any feelings. Yes, oh, Nirvana. <laughs> so that, that, that that much we could do. I also like the uh, the the bit from uh, Patrice O'Neill, Breath in Peace. The one though you don't care about fish because they don't have eyelids, they can't blink. <laughs> dude, that dude was funny, man. Dude, yeah, man, that was a loss. Like, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. They just start wiggling, staring at you. Like he said, they're they're Ewoks before the special edition. Um. <laughs> 
All right, so with that, let's get out of here. Shout out to the rest of the Cool Table, Shattercast Uncut, End of the Realm, uh, Stasis Lock, Toy Detox, of course us, and then building up to it, Fresh Communications, (laughs) uh, Verbally Challenged, and Breaking the Mold. Uh, Also, shout out to the rest of the Nerve Age team, Phil handling our notes, as limited as it may be, and our Twitter, and Dante the Destroyer on Facebook, who is... um, Getting a lot of mileage with all the memes and shit he's been putting out recently, which has been interesting to see. And, of course, Raul on Instagram. Manny working behind the scenes. Gort and Andy helping me with the Force-sensitive and Force um, Friday stuff. And and Esteban helping out with the Force-sensitive IG. All right. And I think that's it. With that, Flappy Ladius. Tasty taint. Tight dick player.